Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week's episode of the Realest Podcast Ever is sponsored by the Bedtime Series Children's Books. The Bedtime Series Children's Books provides millennial children with stories filled with up-to-date morals and values that teach children how to think instead of what to think. The first book release is titled Ketchup or Syrup. We all know stories like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Dr. Seuss, etc. Now the Bedtime Series allows us to teach up-to-date principles hidden in fun stories that draw your children in. Books 2, 3, and 4 are out this fall. Book one is available now and has gotten amazing feedback from both parents and children. Please check out the bedtime series.com, which is only $10 per book. And you can also follow them on Instagram at the bedtime series and the author at Hazel Monet. What up? What up? We back episode 50. <laughs> the f- 50. The, the fake energy you just put on was absolutely hilarious. Of the Rose Podcast ever. We was damn near asleep 15 seconds ago. Hey, man, I got to wake it up, man, for the audience. just started screaming. Somebody asked me, they said, they was like, yo, you really doing a show on your birthday? I said, I have an obligation to my audience. Like, you motherfucking right. We had the number one podcast in Philadelphia in uh, February. (laughs) You're not going to let this go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never letting this shit go. You kidding me? They're like, yeah, February 2018. It's going to be February 2020. I'm like, yeah, February 2018. It was the number one podcast in Philadelphia. You know uh, Tracy Murray? Remember him? The ball player? Ball player. Yeah. You ever seen his Twitter? No. Tracy Murray, loving father, uh, loving husband. I scored 50 in the NBA. <laughs> and it has the date in his header on Twitter. You're not going to take this from Tracy <laughs> nah, Murray. I dropped 50, dog. <laughs> Don't play with Tracy Murray. You this is our 50th episode. It I is. That. Yeah. That's a testament to our consistency, um, pushing forward. Uh, investing in ourselves You know I get text messages And DMs And fucking emails From people all the time Man talking about You know how we're Inspiration to them Just on a day to day basis Whether it be from like Our our like conversation As far as like You know us bearing our souls And our real talk And all that shit uh, You know just down to the fact That we're really like Investing in ourselves And creating a media platform For you know us And for others So Do you really get people To text you? Yes all I don't time. get I, I get why the, What the fuck you mean well, Nas every, is better than Jay Z Everybody in Philly has my number <laughs> so i get text messages all the time and it really be like real like encouraging like text messages like yo no like i appreciate you and your show and you and matt and like y'all just like got a dope ass dynamic and when i fuck people, with when y'all. people hit me about the podcast they want to argue <laughs> <laughs> this shit is mad like yo this mad yo man you want some bullshit <laughs> next time you get a nice text give him a number tell him to shoot me one forward matt the same text <laughs> that you send me because i'm sick of arguing over the silly shit i said on here yeah well today is uh it's my birthday Birthday. Congratulations. This is the actual birthday episode. Do you say congratulations people's birthday or is it happy birthday? Happy birthday. Okay, so it's not um, congratulations. I'm old as shit officially. I'm 35 years old. Uh, YBs, don't fret. I still look 26. Uh, so I'm officially 35 years old. And, you know, coming from where me and Matt come from, you make it to 35 years old, it's a fucking accomplishment. You make it to 21, it's an accomplishment. I actually knew I was going to make it to 30. I had no I had no idea because I made a commitment to myself at 17 that if this whole being the smartest guy in the room shit don't work, I'm turning into a life of crime. Luckily, I didn't have to do that. One of my homies, like, turned to a life of crime, but his parents are, like, doctors. <laughs> and, like, he was like, yeah, man, coming from where we come, you know, we ain't supposed to make it. I'm like... 
Yes, we are. You're Theo Huxtable. <laughs> yes, we are. You was absolutely supposed to make yeah, it. Yeah, you are. You derailed yourself, Darrell. Your, your dad has a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to make it. Sorry to tell you. Sheik said it best, man. You're going to be older way longer than you're going to be younger. Hopefully. People, people really be like saying, like, yeah, man, I, you know, it's a blessing to make it past 21. Not really. Like the average life expectancy is like well, if you out here finessing niggas, oh, every yeah, you day. doing silly, stupid <laughs> shit. It is a blessing. Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> if you got money on your head, <laughs> but life expectancy is seventy four. You gonna be around for a long fucking time. Real shit. <laughs> Real talk. Oh, I got on the bus the other day. Oh, I, I met makes me sick. By the way, I don't even think we introduced ourselves. I did. You didn't. You, you did. Yeah, I don't think so. You got caught up in the fake energy and dissing me, and you missed the intro. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> What do you know? Uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. But uh dude got on the bus the other day and he was like, Yeah, man, um, can you let me know when we get to four hundred East Allegheny? And I'm like, it's on the other side of front. We on like eighteenth in Allegheny. You got a while to I'm go. Like, you got a while. Brother. It's on the other side of front. He kept coming up like, yo, this is my stop, this is my stop. So I'm I'm starting to get annoyed now. I'm like, yo, listen, sir, sit down and shut up and uh it's on the other side of Front Street. So he came back up like we was at like fifth and Allegheny. He like yeah. this, this this it right. I'm like you said 400 east. It's on the, like we're five four three. We gotta front. get to the zero point and then and then it's good. then it's east. I'm like do you you don't peep. I'm starting to like get smart. I'm like you don't understand the street signs that he was like. Look, I, I just came home from 39 years, so I, I'm really not all the way adjusted with the street signs or whatever. I'm like, you've been in jail for 40 years. Sit right here, my yeah, man. Yeah, I got yeah. you, bro. Right, right there. <laughs> you, you know what the fuck you got to do to go to jail for 39 years? I'm like, leaving got to be crazy. Because <laughs> you went in, you know, Sanford and Son was the hottest shit yeah. on television, and now you out. You went in, Bill Cosby was pilling bitches, and it was regular. Yeah. You come out, they trying to railroad Bill Cosby. I wasn't alive. <laughs> it's a whole new world. I wasn't alive by four whole years. I don't even think they had the three-point seatbelt yet. I literally wasn't thought of. My mom had me at 15. That means she was 11. Yeah. She wasn't even humping yet. Yeah, my, 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 my parents in. met in 1980. <laughs> so you've been in there for all of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, you want me to catch you up? Like, where do I fucking yeah. begin? You went in there in 79. My dad probably had a full afro at that. Bruh. Like, 79? Fuck. I'm like, when they like, yo, it's time to go. What do you got to do in the fucking 70s to get 39 years? How many people do you got to murder in the 70s? It got to be at least like a a double homicide. And listen, I don't even want to ask him. Like, (laughs) well, I I was definitely on the tip like, you know, what did you like? You, it had to be some carnage that you, you got into. But I, how many police did you stab? My yeah, brother? really. I, nigga said he 39 and he looked like it. Like when you see his face, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, he looked like he did 40 in the box. Fuck. It's crazy, right? Whoever that brother is out there, man, keep your head up. God damn. Yeah. I don't even know why we started talking about that, honestly, but it happened. <laughs> it was real. So there's that. Yeah, in the words that. of my former sales manager, so there you have that. Yeah. 40 in the box. <laughs> Fuck. I think it was because we was talking about, uh, I don't know. Oh, oh getting older. Getting older. Yeah. yeah. And you was talking about how you, yeah, 30, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did 39 in the joint. Longer Fuck. than we've been alive. Yeah. Goodness gracious, man. 
Yeah. Wherever he is meandering around uh, 400 <laughs> East Allegheny, <laughs> be safe, old head. I'm sure this message won't reach you. <laughs> ah, that was a wonderful play on meandering. That was perfect. That was a perfect setup. Fucking Dev texted me today the oh, definition shit. of minutia. Yeah, <laughs> <He> yo, like, <laughs> minutia drove him crazy on Twitter this week. I saw that so much. <laughs> Fucking minutia and oh, meander, man. man. Goodness gracious. Oh, real quick, it's also Ra's birthday. Shout out Ra. Uh, Ra Happy he, birthday, Ra. Ra said he might be going out. Said if he didn't, he would st- swing past or okay. whatever. So, knowing Ra, he's either in Tokyo or, you know, in the kitchen, not <laughs> on the phone. It's a couple of uh, people's birthdays a day. It's my birthday. It's Ra's birthday. My homegirl Mimi is her birthday. My homegirl Tania Tan Pecan, her birthday. Fuck her. Uh, <laughs> my. My girl's best friend's birthday is today. Chevy, uh, her birthday. There's a lot of people who got a lot of people birthdays. March twenty ninth. Yeah. yeah, it's a great fucking day, man. I've already been drinking. Um, but for no, those P- of you that P- don't P- know, and my homie, I just always fuck. <laughs> yeah, her birthday's a night. We having birthday party tonight at Halt Lounge, fourteen twenty Locust Street. For those of you that catch this right when it airs or whatever, come down and get drunk with me. I've already had two uh, VIPs tonight. I'm fucking lit. You seem like now, yeah. It's, it's all coming now together. I see what's ma- yeah, it's making sense. <laughs> Had a great steak dinner. You meandering around in the parking lot out there. <laughs> totally. Matt's like, what the hell? You're moving like a vampire. I just saw you. Then I saw you go to the car, and now you're in the building. Yeah, like, what's going fucking, on here? I literally was standing there waiting for you. It's fucking true blood. What's going on here? Oh, uh, shit. But yeah, congrats. I mean, congrats. Here we go with congrats. Uh, happy birthday to all Thank the you, people. my brother. You know what I'm saying? Especially my man right here. Uh, this week was weird as shit. Oh man, it was just mad, <laughs> mad weird. It's like everything that could have got weird went weird. Yeah, you know, I won my cell phone case at, at uh, my job and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, how how what's the process of that? Like how what's the origin then the process and then how do you win a cell phone case at something? Well. Their thing is you're not supposed to use a cell phone on the bus. Never ever, for never anything. ever, just Got use you. a cell phone on the bus. This was September of 16. Holy shit. When I remember I was out for four months. Yeah, talk my, about arbitration. Right? That's what we had to go through <laughs> was arbitration. My ECU on my wrist came out of came out of place. I felt it when it happened. I was turning the wheel, hit a pothole instantly. I'm like, fuck. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My shit started burning as I was driving back down Allegheny. So I'm like, before I get to the end of the line, pull my phone out, call control. I'm like, yo, send an ambulance for somebody to take me to the hospital. Like, something just popped in my realm. What the yeah. fuck is going on? But this shit burning. Long story short, go down, do the MRI. He like, yeah, your ECU came out of his socket. Boom, boom, boom. They gave me cortisone injections and then put me in therapy, whatever. <laughs> so, like, maybe a month and a half later, they call me like, yeah, you got a hearing tomorrow. I'm like, hearing for what? They like a cell phone case. I'm like, bitch, what? I'm like, nah. Go in, they show me the video from that day. I'm like, I'm calling y'all. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, and uh, so this shit set off a fucking 18-month court process. Uh, we, we had man. the informal hearing at my depot. Then we had the formal hearing. Then we went to, what's the next step? We lost the informal hearing. Then we had the formal hearing, lost that. <laughs> then we had the, I forgot what the next step is. Uh, appeal. 
Yeah, something like that, but it has a special name. Okay. We we lost that. And uh, you're zero three at 0 this for point. Four because <laughs> shit was crazy. So two weeks ago, uh, union rep called me like, "Yeah, we're going to uh, expedited arbitration for your cell phone." I'm like, "Expedited? This shit was in sixteen. Like, what the fuck you mean?" So, long story short, it went to arbitration. He called me. The arbitrator ruled in our favor. They threw it out. Said it was unbiased and egregious, you know, just going off of the stuff. So my thing is, all right, how does it get all the way to that point where the prior three people ruling on this didn't understand that it was like some dumb shit? I'm currently looking to <laughs> for employment overseas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, shit just seems like it's going left. Like, I tell people all the time, like, I talk to my friends and shit like this about this, like, you know, when they um have, like, work-related issues. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, I did work in corporate America for quite a long time, mm-hmm. for like nine fucking years. Like, um... So I'm not just, you know, just blatantly just just waking up this great. I actually learned some shit from some people. But I tell people all the time, like, yo, when you in work related issues like or whatever in that little box of having like work related issues, my thing be relaying to like supervisors or superiors be like, hey, if you take the work aspect out of this, if we weren't at work and X, Y, Z happens, is it still a bad thing? No. All right, then. It's not that big of a fucking deal then. Yeah. Like, so if you take your work glasses off and just look at it from a regular human being and just like, it's not that bad. Like, it ain't like that meme. It ain't that deep. It ain't that deep, chief. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Now, I won my watch case without having to go to arbitration. We won that on our... uh the actual hearing Gotcha No before we went to hearing Okay They hit us and Spanked was, it at preliminary Yeah The, the watch joint was more egregious Than the than the cell phone shit I'm driving on 9 Coming up Walnut <laughs> Street These motherfuckers call me like uh, Did you hit a, a, a CCT van? I'm like nah I would have I'd have known if I hit something Yeah There's an old pullover Cause she said you hit her I'm like alright I pull over There's no CCT van Like at all Like So I'm like Tell them to, I'm on 20th and Walnut I'm like Tell them to come up the street If I like, They yeah. said it happened on 18th and Walnut I'm like Tell them to come up the street I'm like There is no CCT van out here Right Long story short The CCT van never pulls up Supervisor pulls up And was like Here Give me like Information from the CCT van I'm like There is no CCT van It sounds like a scam You know what I'm saying So she was like Do a report I'm like how I didn't hit anything (laughs) Long story short They pulled the tape From the bus We watched it from 4th and Walnut Where the non starts To where I stopped On 20th and Walnut No CCT No CCT van at all But the director was like Yeah you touched your watch And that's an electronic device That's a three day suspension I'm like What the (laughs) fuck (laughs) So We had to go to Fucking hearing For the head shit Cause we fighting that (laughs) You talk about wasting the fucking company's money. Yeah. We went to and we, we we went we had the informal hearing, <laughs> lost. But then they called us before we went to the actual hearing. Was like, oh, they're gonna drop the the watch, John. My union rep was. It was a whole bunch of silly shit. But <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Because the watch is connected to the phone. So I tapped the watch. It's like I'm texting. I'm like, why the fuck would I be texting blatantly on the camera? Like that don't even make sense. But it's, it's just silly shit like that. Oh uh, man, yeah, just stupid. Stupid shit in the uh, the goings on of, of the work world. You know what I mean. It's shout like, out to all my people out there with jobs and shit like that and responsibilities. Yeah. It's like I really want to uh, shout out Jules, man. Like I really want to uh, go overseas. That's what I'm, I'm looking at. Right yeah. Now. Like it, it just working here 
in America with everything that goes on with Americans with Americans <laughs> it's just like holy shit it's man. just getting to that point where it's just like, like every day I'm getting closer like yesterday the motherfucker breaks down on the off ramp of 76 on, at 30th Street okay whoever designed Philadelphia burning hell <laughs> because Philly is only built for like at max 700 people yeah like yeah we got it's six. the most it's one of the most poorly designed cities ever outside we, of like Boston. We got six million people in this motherfucker traveling in and out. Yeah. And it's one. And, we, and when shit go left in this city, like, you you know, you travel 76 all the time. You really, really all keep it like when shit go left on these highways, yo, it really, really gets bad. Like the nigga breaks down on the off ramp. It's one you can't go nowhere. Yes, we can't do shit. <laughs> like if somebody breaks down on the off ramp, you just fuck. At that point, when somebody breaks down on 30th Street off ramp, you might as well just brace yourself for like multiple accidents because there's going to be somebody coming through there that's just not paying attention to all his backup. Motherfuckers start backing into like you. you I'm, motherfuckers backing up. I'm like, you know, you backing up into a highway, right? <laughs> like y'all fucking. Anyway, whatever. I sit there because I, I got a 60 foot bus. I can't go nowhere. Finally, the motherfucker, they getting tow him off, whatever, whatever. Now I'm 45 minutes late. <coughs> the bus in front of me had broke down, unbeknownst to me. So there ain't been a nine to come through in an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? So I come up, motherfuckers, oh, man, I've been out here for a fucking hour. What the fuck is going on? I'm like, well, you know, I'm an hour late. I wasn't barbecue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't like at Dorney Park, nigga. Like, I was sitting on 70 fucking right. I was not at Bob's Big Boy, contrary to popular belief. You know, and motherfuckers just don't understand the shit, man. <laughs> just dealing with Americans. <laughs> this shit is crazy, yo. I got somewhere to be. Where you need to go? But the week is almost over. I need to go drop my cat off. Like, you don't yeah, have nowhere to And that's the crazy. Yo, it was so many people out over the last two days <laughs> not doing just anything. In the fucking way. In nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yo, the nigga got on the bus. I dropped him off at 12th and Market. Right? I was late. I'm on the 48. I'm yeah. on the 48 in the morning. I drop him off at 12th and Market, go down Market, wrap around, and come up Arch. The nigga was standing on 12th and Arch, ready to go back to North Philly. I'm like, what did you get? A sausage from the vendor? Came down here, bust a trap real quick. <laughs> I guess the only thing it could have been. I got this trans pass. Nigga need three nicks for $12. I'm coming down to Nigga grabbed a kibasa from the fucking stand. I was going back up the door. Like, just not doing anything. Everybody's outside not doing a goddamn thing. I came outside today like, oh, wait a minute. It's a real 70 degrees. Let I told me, you let me, it was let me, like, let me go far away. I thought it was going to be like a fake 70, like 64. No, no. It was actually no, it was 72 today. Yeah. I was like, let me go far away from niggas today. Yeah, yeah, no. What? Niggas want to fight. No, do all kinds of weird shit when it's nice out. Yeah, no. I'm good. It was rumbling on Chestnut Street today. <laughs> Bunch of young boys. Yo, speaking of, did you see that video that went viral of the girls fighting on the train? No, but the video of the gay guys fighting was one of the reasons oh, I deleted my Instagram. Oh, my lord. <laughs> I, I, I straight deleted my Instagram the other day. I'm like, For those of you that didn't see I'm it, sick of everybody. These two, there's two groups of gay guys is in a parking lot of like a, I don't know, some off-brand fast food restaurant. Call it rallies for all we fucking know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one of the mainstream ones or whatever. These motherfuckers are swinging baseball bats and breaking windows on cars that 
apparently don't even belong to the people that they have beef with. Both of these gay guys that are embroiled in this fight are hitching a ride with somebody else. Yeah. So, get the, uh, gay aggressor number one breaks the person's back window, and now they want to break the window of the person's car that he's with. And then it turns into fucking Crash ba- uh, 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 Crash Bandicoot three in the parking lot with these motherfuckers almost running over a random uh, fat guy from uh, Juice, <laughs> and then literally crashing their cars into one another and pushing them out of the parking lot. Yeah, I literally I'm trying. I scroll my timeline. I saw that video thirty five times, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm done with all of y'all And I, I deleted my IG again. I'm looking like Yo gay Calvin and them Is wildin Like, like I, I really just I, Like Rob was saying the other day is like You just gotta curate your shit To be more positive And that's really what like You have to Even on Twitter Like I see it on Twitter It's just like Some of the uh, opinions Some of the beliefs Like No I'd be like Nope that's stupid Jumping over that Like I'm, I'm hopping Hey there Ever thought about What makes your heart beat A little faster Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Over dumb shit like Mario jumping over them big ass bullets it is, in it's, Super Mario. Like, I know people who like I yo ask Ra when I see Ra I be like yo let me see your phone just to go on his Instagram because I know it's peaceful. <laughs> I ain't gotta deal with this stupid ass shit. Dead ass. You know it's mad chicks with honeysuckle perfume. Yeah, like, it's just beautiful women, <laughs> fucking uh, yachts, vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked nice. Hey, I go on my Instagram and it's the ghettoest, most it's annoying. It, it's just annoying, yo. And it like, I, so I, I deleted my IG. I'm trying to get rid of Twitter. The thing is, is like I get so much news and I shit. I ain't gonna hold you. I think Twitter is first for me. Like, like I mean, because you have a different Twitter experience. Yeah, you have like yo, you have like the. Uh, I got bottom of the barrel Twitter. Yeah, what, what, what was the shit where Indiana Jones where they had the uh, the temple of doom? The temple, <laughs> yeah, like that's your Twitter. Yo, like, I got all the top scumbags from all around the country following me and interacting with me. Like all the horrible niggas. What was uh Takashi saying to Charlemagne? What was the group called? Um, scum, scum, gang. scum gang, yeah. You Society got, can't understand me. Yeah, scum you, got, gang. you got a lot of that going on. Yo, I got the the niggas from the depths of. I got a pimp from Milwaukee that's following me. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. Like, that's how did you find my that's, that's baby? Definitely the depths. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's bad. They ain't pimping nowhere harder than Milwaukee. Nah. The nigga whole timeline is pimp euphemisms. Yeah. He pimping. He digital pimping on a bitch. I remember. Uh, 
I don't know if it was Sally Jesse Raphael or one of them, uh, Ricky Late. Remember them? Oh, man. She used to have the pimps on the joint. And I remember the, the the one boy was trying to be a pimp. And he told him, like, you a square. That's why you can't be a pimp. This shit is too tough for you. Me giving you the game would be like giving steak to a baby. You couldn't digest it. I was just like, yo, that's the stone cold hardest <laughs> shit I've ever heard of my life. Like, what? <laughs> Dog. Them pimp niggas used to be funny as shit. Ew, man. They, you know you know how they got rid of all the pimps? They gave them human trafficking yeah, charges. trafficking. Federal. Federal. Gorgeous drag. Got they them have, right they, out of here. They have stripped me of everything. everything. <laughs> they put you away for 40 fucking years for that For shit. those of you out there that don't know, Tariq Nasheed was hardcore gangster yeah. pimping on a bitch. And now he's a motivational speaker. All them pimps is mo- get gorgeous dre. The, uh, the, I done pipped all over the world. The pineapple, the big apple, yeah, that yeah, nigga. Yeah. Uh, Rosebud. No, nah, not Rosebud. Um, Kenny Red. Kenny motivational. All of them. Cause yeah. I've watched Kenny Red's motivational. Not, not, I watch his interviews. I haven't seen any of his motivational speeches yet. I don't think I'm quite ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Red was a motherfucker. <laughs> Ask him how many times I call a bitch bitch. How yeah. many times you suck the trick's dick. Yeah, Kenny Ray was a motherfucker. All right, bitch. I'm going to talk to you later. All right, we've been meandering around <laughs> enough with uh, the silliness. All right, the Let's number one trending topic in all of media is Teriyaki 6ix9ine. Is it really Takashi? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I know four it's huge. A, four and a half million views in one day. He's at like seven million views. 7.4 so last time I looked. Crazy. Um, it's the biggest topic in all of media. Every podcast that dropped yesterday and today this is their sounding board, their lead off topic, and we will not miss the fucking boat. What did you think of the interview? Um, because we talked about this earlier in the week. I think Takashi Six Nine is a lot smarter than people give him credit. He's a mad scientist. I don't think he's he's young, and I feel like in this weird. America that we live in people will discredit you if you aren't for, like how they get what's the, the name they put on all of us uh, that are a certain age millennials millennials the baby like if you're not of a certain age group they'll just disrespect anything you say or any yeah. information you have <clears throat> young boy what he 21 21 just turned 21 he was making really good points. He was making too good of a point. He was making very and, and on more than one or two occasions he had Charlemagne just like not knowing what to say. He had him on the ropes. He had because him on the ropes. They they did not do their homework. They came in there to try to figure this shit out on the fly and ask him typical corny radio interview questions. And he was like, nah, 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 nah. Let's get with the shits. Like, I don't even want to talk about how my name and all that bullshit. Yeah. Let's get with the shits. Like, let's talk about why y'all really got me here. And from there, he controlled the interview for 60 minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good interview. It was a great fucking interview. It's like a, it's a, it's like a, it's damn near like watching, um, like a fencer. It's damn near like watching like the best fencer in the world, like in the Olympics, like and just the fucking beauty and the shit, and just watching him just score point after point after point after point on his fucking opponent, and they couldn't do nothing about the shit. They yeah, didn't he, have no defense. He literally had Charlemagne to the point where he was like. I don't know nothing. Like on that, John. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. He's because he told him like I'm under your skin. Because Charlotte, here's the thing with Charlemagne is Charlemagne tells people all the time keep that same energy. And Takashi came in there with the same energy, and Charlemagne was not equipped to handle it. He tell motherfuckers all the time, if you gonna be gangster, be gangster. But this, 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 and he's steady trying to talk him off the ledge, and he's like, nah, fuck that. Like, 
Let's go. Like, I'm ready to jump off the ledge at any moment. I'm a gangster. I let my nuts hang. I'm with whatever. I'm ready to die. He like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't want to be saying you ready to die. He like, no, but I, like, I, I am, though. And it's just like, <laughs> he like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like, no, but I'm really ready to die, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell niggas suck my dick all the time, and I'm down to die for it. Like, and it's just like, what do you say to that? Yeah. What do you say to somebody that successfully ran the gangster gauntlet in multiple cities and then comes onto your show and not only owns it, but continues to troll these same guys that he got problems with? And just him saying the whole like, yo, these is grown ass men. Yeah. He's like, they mad at the young boy with rainbow hair. Yeah. And it's like, when you think about it, it's see like, the young boy with like, rainbow uh, hair, it's like, y'all look kind of crazy. Y'all look kind of crazy. <laughs> and I'm thinking about something like, Game, J. Prince Jr., YG, Casanova. Like, like, these is really like old niggas. And it's just like. And they're all serious guys in their own right. We've seen Game put hands on multiple people. We've seen people that was with Game shoot motherfuckers. Like, we know for. Like, it's not no speculation. We know. Like, niggas have shot and gotten shot behind him and 50s beef and him and 40 Glock beef and all that shit. These are serious guys. Mm -hmm. And a 21 year old Mexican Puerto Rican kid that's about as tall as. This fucking uh, mic stand yeah. got all these motherfuckers riled up to the point where like they're like marching. The it's like the black tiki torch march. Yeah. Like that's the weirdest joint. Like the whole marching around looking. Where's six nine at? I, not here, obviously. Yeah. The best point of the whole interview was, yeah, I'm gangster. I'm not stupid. And Charlamagne is just like. I don't know what to say to this. Like, <laughs> it made sense. <laughs> it made all the sense it made in the world. Total sense. I'm just like when Shady Black was beefing with uh, AR Ab. For those of my Philly listeners, y'all know what was going on with that or whatever. He said, "I'm." He said, "I'm not letting y'all invite me to Death's door so y'all can fucking blow my brains out. No, I'm gonna launch social media warfare on y'all niggas. I'm gonna say whatever I want. I'm gonna pick and choose where I go and catch me if you can. But I'm not coming to your block so you can blow my brains out. I know how that ends. Fuck y'all. And I'm like, he got a point. Yeah. Catch me when you catch me when you catch me. Yeah, real shit. And it's the same thing with Takashi. Like." See me when you see me. I thought the interview was very good. He when he told him like this is gonna be your highest viewed interview, and doubled and quadrupled down on it. <laughs> it's not gonna pass Birdman. Well, nothing. Think. Nothing's gonna pass Birdman because Birdman got thirteen million. Yeah, but Birdman is two minutes and he's an hour. He's easily rape number two. Yeah, you figure he's past Beans. Yeah. He's past Fredro Star. He's past Kodak Black with the fucking mask on. They had another. Oh, they, he's past Monique. He's he's literally passed all of their yeah you know controversy. I've watched this shit three times. I watch it every couple of days. What's crazy is when he when 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 I thought about him being permanent, it made me go back and watch the <laughs> Birdman. That was a minute and a half of just flat out yeah. greatness. All tree y'all. The respect. Put some respect with a K, on my name. Yeah. The um. I ain't gonna say it no more. My favorite line was, "Did you pull up on Trick Daddy and Ross? I'm pulling up on you, nigga." <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest. <laughs> I literally said it 45 times the other day. <laughs> Did you pull up on Trick Daddy and Ross? Like, I'm pulling pull up, up on, on you, you nigga. nigga. <laughs> That's just the greatest line ever. I'm pulling up on you, nigga. He has so many little quotables. I'm like, damn, why were we doing the podcast? <laughs> I, I, that would have been 50 minutes of just laughter. 
fucked up. It'd have been the Birdman episode. Yo. Like the whole shit would have been based around fucking Birdman. Yo. Literally. I'm pulling up on you, nigga. That was the greatest line of that whole shit. But yeah, I don't think he passes Birdman. But as far as everybody else, he's He gonna hit ten million. He's gonna hit a dime. Yeah. He's gonna hit ten million for What's sure. What's crazy is it's like And this is the genius in him. I watched the interview and then I watched like seven of his videos afterwards on YouTube. <laughs> Cause I didn't even know, like, I know who he is, and I, I see the memes and right. shit. But realistically, but you're not really familiar. I'm no, but I'm sitting there the other day, and I'm I'm I like the Gummo song. <laughs> like this shit is pretty good. That's the one. That, uh, Kill niggas on delay. Yeah. I, I like that shit. And uh, yeah, like I said, I just started watching all. He got another joint that's pretty dope. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With um, with a boogie, a boogie, and um, Fetty Wap, Fetty Yeah, and I'm just like, That's my shit. yeah, like this little niggas. And then I'm looking at the views: 130 million, 110 million, 75. I'm just like, yo, this nigga got close to a billion views on YouTube. Like, this little niggas a star. Yeah, he's a mega star. And I was watching. Uh, he did a he did Fat Joe's podcast. For anybody that really like is interested in the backstory on this kid, Fat Joe's podcast. He 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 interviewed him and he got into his backstory. And he said that he was doing like alternative rock and like that rap slash hard rock shit or whatever. And he had a big following overseas in like Slovenia and mm-hmm. Russia and Eastern Europe and all of that shit. And he's like, he was go he was touring crazy, crazy, crazy. Then he eventually came home and was like, yo, I got to like create some hip hop shit. So those same people that recognize him from that shit, he still maintains that following or whatever. And for those of you that do not know, Russians consume digital content more than anybody, mm-hmm. more than Americans, more than uh, Western Europeans, more than fucking Asians, more than anybody. They consume the shit out of any digital content, which is why Oxymoron versus Disaster is the most viewed battle of fucking mm-hmm. all time because he's got a whole country of motherfuckers that don't do nothing but sit on their phones and on their fucking computers and watch YouTube and clean. That's all the fuck they do And drink Stoli That's all the fuck they do All day long So he already had that fan base So now it's like You pair that shit with a You know A a, a western based fan base Holy shit That's just how you get 130, 180 million fucking views On videos consistently Cause I was thinking to myself I'm like yo Like Big stars don't got Hundreds of millions of views On they On real live videos Yeah These is like You know Scumbucket video. This is shit shot with my phone. Yeah. But not even the most up to date iPhone. <laughs> like an <laughs> iPhone four and a half. Like with a lens on the joint. What I didn't see the whole shit with him in fifty. I saw a little bit, I didn't watch it. What's that about? Well, him if he was uh he was at this is fifty offices yesterday. He um did an interview or whatever, it came out today. And um, you know, while he was there, you know, fifty basically jumped on his Instagram. Fifty posted him on his Instagram and he basically like he was, he's like, tell him what you running. He's like, he piping it up, the regular 50 shit. Tell him what you running. He's like, I'm running New York. You know it. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, 50 all about the, he with the shits. Like, and he like, nah, man, this kid got it. And then he posted on his Instagram and was like, yo, man. He was like a conversation. Like, yo, man, you can't be doing doing and saying all that crazy shit, da, da, da. And he was like, 6 9 said back to him, man, you you be saying it. He was like, damn, you right, man. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I can't, I'm saying, yeah. I can't control you. I did the same shit. Fuck it. <clears throat> one, thing, one thing I thought was crazy was, did you see Gary Owens? Uh, oh, Oh my goodness! Reenacting it, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, 
Young boy got them re like Charlemagne. It ain't been MV, a week. It ain't been a week. They're and they're all playing with it, like doing like the whole reenactment, like the same question. And I'm just like, Young boy got him. Like yeah, like he he really really that interview did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah, for him. Yeah, like I respect it. it. Put him in the in the. And basically in the eyes of middle America, like the regular American urban fucking television viewer or whatever, or internet viewer that watches The Breakfast Club because they're in 80 some odd markets. He put himself in front of all of them motherfuckers and all. And just like you went and watched seven videos, they all did the same shit. I guarantee. Real shit. Like. I had to, I had to like turn the shit off. I'm like, yo, I'm just sitting here watching the Takashi videos. The Takashi Tunnel. Yeah. But, um. My thing, why is it only rappers? Because this whole thing goes back to him not checking in in L.A., then not checking in in Houston or whatever. Why is it so big on the rappers? Not comedians, not, you know, random motherfucking executives and like... Well, you, big you figure a motherfucker who runs a hedge fund or something yeah. could just go to you know <laughs> go what I'm saying? I ain't got to check in when I go to LA. Well, Big Trade E from uh from the East Siders did an interview with Vlad and he was talking about the concept of checking in. He's like, checking in and extortion is not necessarily the same thing, but no. it can be. He's like, the whole concept of checking in is basically like, hey, if you have relationships with people in a specific market or city that you're not from, why wouldn't you let somebody know where you are so that in the event that something happens to you, they can either prevent it or correct it? He like, that's common courtesy. He said, I'm the most gangsters nigga alive. Let me tell it. He said, but when I go to Atlanta, I got people that I call. When I go to New York, I got people that I call. You know what I'm saying? He's like, it's just a common fucking courtesy. Like, yo, I'm in your city. I'm woo woo. -woo. I'm here. Like, so he's like, because anybody can get got. He's like, so you ain't got to check it. So if you come into Long Beach, you ain't got to check in with me per se, but check in with somebody because when you get your motherfucking head smacked off or somebody take your jury or carjack you or something, you're going to be wishing that you called a motherfucker. He like, so that's just, is this a common courtesy thing? And really it's street smart to do so if you are aligned with certain people. Now you could easily go somewhere and not say anything like but you may not necessarily be social media reporting your experience no, that, and all of that that's what i was saying like the the dude who who is a hedge fund manager right he could wear his jewelry hop in his bentley well he may not be depending on where he's going in la in chicago and mill he may not be able to wear his jewelry i think it's more so if you want to run like the the nigger gone. If you want to run the nigger circuit, yeah. you need to be the talking chi- the, the chitlin the, circuit. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> run the chitlin the chitlin yeah. and pink circuit, you need to let somebody know what's going on because that's where the wolves are. Just like Meek and Game had that whole scenario behind Sean Kingston getting robbed or whatever. But that's because nobody didn't respect Sean Kingston. So in that same scenario, if it's a hedge fund guy with twenty bottles and a hundred and thirty thousand worth of jewelry on. Some nigga from Grape Street Crip might rob this nigga mm-hmm. and don't give no fucks about him because who is he? Fuck him. What is he going to do? If they don't if they don't fear for retribution, then they're going to do whatever they want to you. And that goes for anywhere. If a month, if you in Philadelphia and this ain't no big major market as far as like artists, they don't, niggas don't got to come here. But if you at the wrong place at the wrong time, a nigga will rob you. Right. <laughs> like so it's just one of them scenarios where it's like you just got to be mindful of where you are. Who you are and where you at, P. 
Period. Like where, wherever the fuck you are on the map. You know what I'm saying? Rod just texted us in the group chat that he's drunk. I'm about to block him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. It's about to block him. Like, why are you texting me this? So they, so so their whole stance on you know him and Treyway's whole stance on you know we don't check in, we don't go nowhere, we have relationships with certain people, da da da, but we not going, we don't check in and we not going to check in. It, it's basically daring somebody to do something, and that's what we talked about a couple episodes ago about the gangster gauntlet and all that mm-hmm. shit. Like you're basically daring motherfuckers to do something because. Essentially, what some of these guys is trying to do is probably get verses and like. So when Takashi say a lot of these niggas is clout chasing, he's right. The up and comers or whatever, mm. the Jubalokes and all of that shit of the world, they really want to connect with a motherfucker that's as hot as Takashi. Take pictures, do songs, and this and that mm-hmm. because it raises their profile. As opposed to a YG may just be saying, "Hey, like I just don't. You, I think you misrepresenting." The origins of what this gang stand for incorrectly, but on the same token, YG is running around wearing thick white dress socks with dress shoes. So it's just like it may be somebody somewhere that says you not representing Bloods. You know what I'm saying so. Did you like, did you see the picture of him like walking out of the building smiling? Yes, man. With the with the shimmery. He was Luther Vandross, <laughs> <laughs> young Luther Vandross. <laughs> after recording after, never too much. After he recorded never too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, so, speaking of Luther, I was watching Arsenio Hall clips the other yeah. day because somebody had posted the uh, remember the, the cipher he had on the last show, yeah. And I started watching Arsenio Hall clips. Do you ever see the joint where he had Luther on there singing a cappella? I don't think so. Luther was mad, like saucy. <laughs> <laughs> he was killing it, but Luther was super duper saucy on this joke. Luther, Luther, <laughs> yeah, man. Rest in peace, Luther, man. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, anyway, the uh, the so t- I mean, my thing, my whole thing with the shit is this: you can check in, you can not check in, whatever. If something motherfucking happened to your fucking ass, like it's it's on you at that point. Like it just is what it is, man. Like you ain't gonna have nobody to blame but your damn self. But you know, in Takashi's case, they was out there three deep. They connected with who they was with. The Hoover Crip niggas took him around. Nobody touched him. Nobody even looked at him crazy when he was in Cali. Now when he got to the airport, that was a different story. Right. But that was allegedly over uh, something with some somebody tried to holler at some girl that was with them guys yeah. and. Whatever the case may be, the other best part of the Takashi interview, and I'll leave it at this. He said, he say, uh, he's like, yeah, no. Charlamagne was like, no, those are my guys, the guys from Houston, da da da. He said, oh, the one that got the butterfly stitches, and the Charlamagne got quiet. He's like, oh yeah, now you don't want to talk. He started talking about butterfly stitches. Now you don't want to talk. Now you don't know who 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 did what. And he kept saying, you know, those your people. He's like, those ain't my fucking people. <laughs> If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a good interview, though. I, uh, you know, I, the Breakfast Club to me is like, yeah, it'd be like, sometimes it'd be really dope. Sometimes it's just like. Well, it's dependent upon the guests. That's ultimately, what I'm saying. it's the Charlemagne show. And. Well, you know, somebody made a good point to say um, in, in terms of the Jesus and Mero, John was like, if you got three hosts and somebody's missing and you don't miss him, you got too many hosts. Yeah. 
And that's basically where the Breakfast Club is at this point. Like, it's a Charlemagne show featuring DJ Envy and Angela Yee. And sometimes, like, one out of ten shows, one of the two of them has something insightful to offer. But usually, they don't. No, yeah. And they're just an ornament. And they just fucking, they're just trying to chime in, trying to play double dust, trying to get their questions off. Yeah. And it's usually Angela Yee, which is very frustrating because I used to listen to her show when she was on Shade 45 and it was a good, entertaining show. And she's all the way dumbed down on this fucking platform. Yeah, it seems like that. It's like pointless of her being up there. Where you want to go with this? Uh, You want to talk about Fab? Well, <laughs> well. Uh, apparently, uh, this is breaking news. This happened today. Uh, apparently, uh, Fab's long-term girlfriend, his children's mother, they got like nine kids together, some shit like that. Do they really? No, they got like three kids. Oh, okay. Uh, fucking Emily. Uh, you know, apparently, uh, they saying he put the beats to her, put the Dre beats on her. She called the uh, fucking you know police. Of course, uh, nigger Twitter is basically saying, oh, she was cheating, and he caught her cheating, and this and that. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I get that, but you know, justified or not, the end result is still you beat your bitch if what they're saying is true. And ultimately, Fab got 89 hoes all around the country. You probably could let your baby mom slide with one nigga. If that was the case But it probably was like A Floyd situation Remember when Floyd Beat his baby mama Oh bitch you out here Fucking with CJ it's Probably like Somebody known And that's yeah. probably uh, Shit probably escalated Very very quickly I mean you figured Fab done that every Done did everything else You could do to her. <laughs> Like might as well Go ahead upside her head What he's talking Like what the fuck Like everything else You embarrassed her In every other yeah, fucking way possible Every little part Of that relationship <laughs> Done fucking with left. Like why not The fuck That nigga been in the media With fucking Three Philly bitches Over the last 10 years <laughs> Nigga I'm trying to get away From these hoes And you been in the media With three of them That's rough <sighs> Fabulous man <laughs> F-A-B-O I used to like that Emily chick too I thought she was nice I brought her uh, here Philly 2012 For my birthday party I brought her here She was cool as fuck Nice nice. She beautiful too Yeah she looked real nice Yeah But just To me it's just like A certain level of just like I'm good Like when when Like when shit be like Super going left And you be like (laughs) Alright whatever I'm good Like It's just something about Like Playing the dumb joint You know what I'm saying I like, gonna hold you I like a good dumb joint I mean I, I, Again we You know <laughs> Temple of Doom Hey man <laughs> I understand Hey man I understand but, Something about a chick That believe anything you say That just you know That really gets me going I ain't like, gonna hold you Like if I Like I, I like a woman That I can say Yo Do you wanna play a, You wanna play chess And she like Down to play As opposed to me saying Yo you wanna play chess And this bitch is looking up Chess battles on YouTube You know what I'm saying Like it's just <laughs> Some shit excite me. Some shit. Dope. Oh, URL. <laughs> Some shit pops. Some shit dope. But it's like she just seemed like super, like what, like whatever. Like and I, that shit just was. We like, all need a good dummy in our lives. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's at a different point in his life that I'm not at. <laughs> I enjoy a good dummy <laughs> every day of the week. Take this forty eight dollars and uh, have at it, sister. So is, is he booked right now? I'm sure he posted Bond already. He's just a little, you know, a little domestic. What Martin say, just a little assault thing. Yeah, a little. little assault thing, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be in and out. I'm not trying to get booked for no domestics, man. I'm good on that. Listen, you go in front of the wrong judge. You ain't getting no Bond. That's, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm too big for that shit, man. <laughs> like, what you in for, big man? No, I ain't talking about that. <laughs> just like, it's not. It's, it's it's no way it could go in her favor in the event that Matt start throwing blows. I start swinging. <laughs> nah, not I can't. Like, this crazy part is like I had a chick one time like punch me and did in the news. Like, chick I was fucking with, and I just I couldn't bring myself to do it because I'm just like if I smack you, you going through the wall. You could have choke slammed her though. Anyway, I mean, well, I'm not getting it. I, I didn't <laughs> punch her or smack her. Okay, but I stopped her. You have you have to restrain her at some yeah, yeah. like self preservation is the first rule of nature. Yeah. You have to fucking you know at the very least if you're not going to fight back, at least stop yourself from getting your ass kicked. Yeah, but like, no, I know like niggas that like you know go to town. Oh man, listen. I knew far too many niggas that go to town. Remember how Meek jumped on the nigga on streets when Jalil beats jumped in the air. <laughs> I know motherfuckers that like do that. It'd be oh, like, no, that's too much. Dog, niggas be tripping. That's on too it. much. She learned her lesson, bro. Once she hit the ground, like she learned her lesson, bro. Relax. Yeah. The the two handed uh, acai drop kick is too much, bro. You ever been like in a situation with like your homie and his chick and like you thinking they just arguing and whatever it's just about to be over and then like and then it go to blows and then like the what they call it in boxing the uh the jab like the the first jab leak through and you like oh fuck is you doing no, i actually ha- i've luckily i've never been in that scenario. i've been in i've been in a in a truck with one of them joints like i'm sitting in the back seat and he driving and she in the passing and they going at it da, 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 and i'm just like you know i'm trying to get out but like i'm like yo the child lock on is on or something like <laughs> it's like i just want to get the fuck out let of the me truck. out though yeah <laughs> and then just bow and her head hit the window and it's just like quiet and i'm just like <laughs> Yo, fam, like he he like no dog. This this ain't got nothing to do with you. And I'm just like, you're bugging right now. I'm a witness to this stupid ass right. shit. I'm like, accessory. Yeah, like cool the fuck. Like yeah, man. Like motherfuckers. I don't like that shit. Like I, I'm just one of them dudes. Like men nowadays have this thing where like they can really fight women, and it's cool. Niggas yeah, we see be, it on the internet. All niggas the time. be straight knuckling. Like I'm talking about putting them up. I seen like with I seen a video yesterday. Like some 17 year old kid rumbling somebody's mom. I, I didn't in a parking lot. I didn't click like man. over a parking spot. I tried. I seen it. They beat. They did something to the car. Too. Yeah, he 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 bust the the windshield, the back windshield, and kicked in the sunroof I, after throwing blows with somebody's mother. I I try my hardest not to watch it because it's just I don't want to see it. I knew they was Negroes by the, the I could just tell. Of course. And I just was like, nope, I'm good. Of course. Like, <sighs> we need help, man. Stop beating people up. Just in general. In general. Just please. Just keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. I don't know why that's so hard for folk. It's impossible. <laughs> like, it's impossible for people. Like, did, did, were you ever like, did you like fighting when you was young? No, hell no. I, people thought I was weird. It's like, yo, I'm not trying to fight. I'm, fighting for me is like a last resort type joke. Like, we clearly we clearly can't get on even terms. Right. When it comes to whatever we have in a disagreement or we have opposition about. And I feel like you just about to do something stupid. So, I'm going to let one loose. Right. And for me, it's one of them joints where it's like, if I'm swinging, I'm... I'm angry. I'm very, very, very. Yeah, so you swing it with every intention to crush whoever. It ain't boy. even that. I'm just saying, like, if if I'm there, I'm there. Yeah. Because it takes a lot to get me to where I'm at that point. But I see motherfuckers. They literally be ready to fight for absolutely yeah for anything. Like nothing. 
And it's like for me, fuck you say about my Popeye's chicken. Your life can't be that good if you just at the no, drive. it's horrible. Like you got kids. Like that's the weird part for me. Yeah. Motherfuckers got kids, chicks, dudes, whatever. What the fuck is you in the street rumbling every other day for? Yo, I said that shit the other day. I said, fellas, if you ever see a chick that you had unprotected sex with uh, fighting on public transportation, go ahead and get checked, man. Yeah, you know what real she, She's not living right, clearly. like You might have rabies. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, get, it might be yeah, I said, dude, I said fuck an STD. Just get a full blood work done. Yo, like, get tough. everything checked. Get a full scan. Check your thyroid. <laughs> All that <laughs> shit. Everything, you got though. something. Because this bitch is clearly out of her mind. Off her meat rocker. Yeah, no, thank you. I told you, I, bitches was ready to rumble on the bus. And the, the daughter, con- like, mom, chill, like, let it go. She's like, no, nah, this bitch did it. And I'm just like, yo, all you niggas, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what's wrong with y'all? What did pastor say? You niggas are crazy. What <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Yo, wrong with y'all. Fuck <laughs> he driving this shit. Niggas ready to fight over a seat on the bus. Oh, man. Like, yo, that thing public, yo. It's real. No, I'm saying, though, you trying to fucking play me. Like, you see me eyeing this seat. You see me walking towards this drone. Like, motherfuckers be ready to put hands on anybody over anything. Yeah. The funniest is when the motherfucker who like putting hands on people get the hands put on oh, them man. and then don't want no more of the hands. <laughs> that should be the craziest little outcome. Oh, you just gonna punch me all in the face, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was a video on social media from the past few years, boy on the bus, and he was like acting super duper crazy, and somebody just beat the dog shit out of him, and he was just sitting there like looking crazy. I think I remember that. I think I, I think I'm, I think I was on the forties. Was, it was Philly, <laughs> it right? Was Philly. I think it was the. 47 I think Yeah dude got the shit Beat out of him He was talking He was selling Hella wolf That's tickets. the boy When the, the boy hit him He got done hitting Yeah 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 yeah. He, yeah. he like looked up With like the shit <laughs> Yeah that was on 47 yeah, Just gonna hit shit. me Yeah Yeah motherfucker yeah, man, motherfucker, just be out wild and doing silly shit. Hey, uh, all right, so we, we got. Wait, yeah, that's that's that's. All right, this is what I really want to talk about. This Howard University shit, because this shit is like it's got a lot of moving components. Yo, it's so much to it, bro. The bull is a fucking <laughs> legend, dog. <laughs> He's nigga, literally the finesse king. Like, this nigga is the. We already got like our front runner for a uh, finesser of 2018. <laughs> it's this nigga. You explain to him who my man is. All right, so fucking Tyrone Hankerson. Third year law student. That's right. Third year law. You know what that means? He's weeks away from graduating. It was discovered that from 2007 to 2016, he, along with five other financial aid office employees, embezzled scholarship grants and loan monies from uh, multiple, you know, companies or whatever like that, that were, you know, dispersing loans through Howard University. And he along with them embezzled over a million dollars in the over that nine year period Mm -hmm. and he took he's the he's the head of this organization apparently because he's the most flamboyant out of all of them who was taking this money and they said (laughs) at minimum he pocketed a hundred another hundred k the last two years right so he was taking lavish trips to europe and japan and all these fucking places he had a personal videographer to film and photograph his every move he was driving a range rover on campus he had a fucking 
twelve thousand dollar uh reversible Sherling coat. No, the reversible Sherling was twenty six hundred. Twenty six hundred. The, the mink was, was twelve. Then he had a twelve thousand yeah. dollar mink. He had fucking like a five thousand dollar Gucci tote bag and all this other shit. And like he was, they was uh, reading his some of his captions from his Instagram no, on the, the, the He was talking so spicy. The, the nigga captions when he's walking with the bag. The captions. I can't believe how brazen this nigga is. The captions said another semester down another bag secured <laughs> like, yo, how, how did they not know what the fuck was going on this nigga was brazen as shit dog there was literally multiple multiple instances of kids that had to transfer drop out of school take semesters off or yeah. whatever because the allotment for financial aid for the school was maxed out but lo and behold it's because these motherfuckers was embezzling the money mm-hmm. so the money that was set to go to legitimate people that needed it wasn't even in the disbursement because they fucking took it they had already burnt through that they, they, no 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 i already booked my fucking uh Uzbekistan yeah. uh, bike tour. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, little homeless poor chemistry student. Nah, we going to Tokyo. <laughs> Gotta get these Yeezys. <laughs> I'm gonna get the Yeezys from Yeezy. You know what I'm saying? You saying. playing my fucking games? Yeah, that's crazy. Motherfucking yeah. straight dropping out of school. <laughs> Jesus, great. yo, when you watch like uh. What's the show I like on MSNBC? Uh, it's Shark Tank. No, the um, R.I.P. Camaro Rob. He would always talk about Shark Tank. Um, my American Greed. Or American Greed. Like when you watch them shows, like motherfuckers don't give a flying fuck no. about ruining your life yeah, they, to to get they bent. Motherfuckers literally will ball till they fall. But but my balling till you fall is great. No, but they will in the in the scamming world. Like they will they will go so hard, they'll fly under the radar for a certain amount of time, and then at some point they'll just get so arrogant and just go so hard that they unravel themselves. Like it don't even be nobody like picking up on shit. They just do too much. You ever watch uh, Madoff? The Bernie yeah. Madoff story, the four part John with uh, who was that that did Bernie Madoff? Was that Richard Dreyfus? Uh, De Niro did that HBO movie. No, no, they did made. They did a four part the, uh, the made mini series. It was a mini series. Yeah, I think it, it was it was Dreyfus. It was Richard Dreyfus, I yeah. think. But Bernie Madoff was so crazy with it. Remember, he wouldn't take his assistant's money. Yeah. But then his assistant was like, you know, she's trying to do this, that, and the third, and she wanted to put her house up, and so. He straight took her brain. It was just like, they be ruthless. Yeah. Like, ruthless. You know it's a scam. You know it's a scam. <laughs> you understand what you're doing. They don't give a fuck, though. That shit wild. You watch that American Greed shit, man, and see some of the shit that they was doing. Yeah. It's just like, damn, yo. Like, I'm talking about people straight homeless, living on the street. Like, they don't give a flying fuck. Dude took $60 billion. Do you know how crazy that is? Sixty billion. They said when they got to the fund, that shit had two hundred million left. <laughs> like, damn! Can't pay no fucking body. You know the wild part though? His son killed himself. The what happened with the other son? The other son like went on like went on like he's just away. I guess yeah. no. The other son died. The one son died from cancer. The other son killed himself. Hung himself in the uh, New York City loft. His wife divorced him. They took everything from the family from the wife, but then they gave her like one million back. 
Like you can keep this M Right And you know Go ahead and live your life But she like Live with like Friend like family Or something Like she got Like yeah Like dog When you go from like Super billion dollar Scam shit Down to like Nothing <laughs> To pennies You fuck It's like, enough to make you Jump off a building Yo The sun straight killed it the Crazy part was <laughs> The sun wasn't in on it Right like the, Neither of the sons Were <laughs> they, in on they it They didn't know about but it But the sun just was like So embarrassed And so fucked up Straight committed suicide <sighs> Shit is rough. That scam, yo. We we deal with it a lot here in this city. Yeah, you know all you scammers that just scamming anything. That's a that's a dirty yeah. Like you know you're not getting into heaven. <laughs> like I you know I ain't even trying to go biblical on you, but you know you're not. It getting is into what heaven. it is though. You know what I'm saying. But that, that scamming shit is a wild, like, I don't even understand how it gets to that point, yo. Where you just like, yo, this is my, this is what I'm going to do. This is my path. I got this. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just do this. That's crazy. My thing is, him driving around a school in a Range Rover, it's like. Don't nobody know nothing? Ain't did, nobody seen nothing? Didn't nobody? It was like. <laughs> Dutta man. Keisha. Ain't nobody, don't nobody know nothing? Howard is in. Uh, D.C. D.C. I guess you probably That shit is in the hood I guess you probably Would need a sheep shirling then Cause I want to say Like why the fuck Do you need a sheep shirling But alright yeah In DC you probably Need one Yeah that shit is dead In the hood Yeah Howard's like, super in the hood yeah. Super hood You get your issue Like four blocks <laughs> <laughs> From power Any direction <laughs> You get your issue I love that shit <laughs> Straight up Like Howard is in the danger Yo. zone What Biggie say You in the danger zone yeah. You shouldn't be alone That's Howard University Clark Atlanta Same shit You in the danger zone You shouldn't be alone The motherfucking Southwest Atlanta projects Is up against <laughs> Clark Atlanta University mm-hmm. I know I went there yeah. That shit is rough You get your issue <laughs> Damn So what So I don't understand I saw all of the kids Storm the uh, joint tonight did you see that? No. They like stormed uh the um admissions office at Howard. Oh, nice. And uh they were chanting uh Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna. <laughs> and I, I like What is this gonna solve, I, nigga? <laughs> Listen, I you know, I I get it. I get y'all are angry, you know, y- y'all Bitch are, better have my but money. But coming in there singing Bitch Better Have My Money, but like did you see the boy uh Stephen Clark? He he you know he got sh- Shot 20 times by the Sacramento yeah, PD. Yeah. His brother and a bunch of people stormed a city council meeting last night. And it, I just his brother had beats on. And I thought that was kind of strange or whatever. I don't know if they was his brother's beats or whatever. Yeah. But um they stormed the city council and took over basically the mayor joint in front of the mayor. Like he hopped yeah. up on the desk in front of the mayor. And at first it was just weird because he was like dancing. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't getting nowhere. But then he finally got down and got on start making some and got on the mic and started making a you know, I mean the whole situation is just nutty. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like the shit just continues to go on and on and on. And like uh Black the other day on Twitter, he was asking, he was like, Yo, um they were talking the the cops who killed out in Sterling won't face any charges. No, yeah, no charges. And Black was like, Is this the boy that got shot running away from the cop? And I'm like, no, nah, that was Walter Scott. Yeah, this is the boy this, that got fucking choked. This out is the one that got shot choked and shot Louisiana. in front of the uh, store. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it made me start thinking about like, yeah, you know, literally multiple. Terrence Crutcher and Sean Bell and, uh, you know, uh, what's the one that got choked out? I can't breathe. Um, damn. Oh man, I felt terrible. I'm not remembering the name. Uh. Yeah, right. Because I'm drawing a complete blank right now. Yeah, that's bad. 
Eric Garner. Yeah. Was it Eric Garner? Yeah. Yeah. Eric Garner. And, you know, just started thinking about all of these different little situations. And it's just like, yo, it's been way too many of these. Like, and that, like, when do it end? They said that the, the, the police said he went for his wallet or his cell phone. He went for his cell phone. They thought it was a gun. Then the other cops said they thought it was a crowbar. I'm like, come on, y'all. What the fuck I'm supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a mess. But um, either way, the um, like I said, they stormed the uh, the admissions office, screaming Rihanna's "Bitch, better have that's my money." Not gonna get anybody in there. I'm just like, I, I don't know if this helps or <laughs> or does anything, but. They did it nonetheless. And that's fucked up. Like having a drop out of school, that's drawling like shit, yo. I don't understand though. So, because you know, I didn't go through it. I guess you went through it. So you would understand yeah. more than I do. So they, the school gets a certain amount of money from. Oh, yeah, whoever issues this various financial aid. So it's like, as far as like grants and scholarships go, it's just like, it's a. You know, it's an allotment that's pulled for each university or whatever, right. based off of admission rates and uh, grades and mm-hmm. this and that, whatever, whatever. How many people apply for it? Woo, woo, woo. So, <clears throat> say if it's five hundred k for this grant, uh, it's probably more than that. It might be you know four million or whatever for this grant. Da da da. So literally, once it's used up, it's gone. So it's like that's why they have deadlines and shit for stuff like that. As far as like the applying uh, okay, process okay, and all okay. that. So if you don't apply, but for a certain time, then it's you know then the money is gone. But if somebody, but if they see at a certain date that it's a surplus or whatever of the grant, all right, cool. They might just say, all right, well it's an extra four hundred k surplus in this joint. We gonna take. 56,000 or some shit like that You know what I'm saying Amongst the six people or whatever We're going to take 56,000 We're going to put this amount in this account da, da, da. We're going to split it up And then by the time You know they get toward the actual deadline Or an, or they might Sometimes with grants or whatever They file an extension You got an extra three weeks or whatever to apply So then you might have all these people Who was expecting this loan to come through Or this or whatever the case may be Or now they qualify for this grant or scholarship They may apply for it now So now once you get down to the last minute That 56000 could have went to 10 students or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be but y'all that fucking went and bought Birkin bags with the shit or yeah. whatever the case may be so it's like one of them scenarios where it's like you know they probably you know they knew the disbursement schedule you gotta apply by this time this is the amount it's usually this amount of surplus we gonna take this amount and then once you get to the fucking actual deadline you got people coming in at the buzzer that wanna apply for the shit but now it ain't no more money cause they took it Yeah. so it's just like a crazy like situation all the way around the board yeah, he said he was getting a lot of like uh, thoughts and prayers and shit. And I'm just like, who's praying for this? <laughs> who's praying for a fucking scammer? Like y'all wasting y'all prayers, man. Yo, did you did you hear about the shit? This was the donkey of the day the other day. Did you hear about the shit where the guy from the Bronx he won a ninety six thousand dollar cash settlement for a car and got robbed for a car by accident? Yeah, he yeah. got he got lined up by strippers. So for those of you that didn't hear it, I forget this guy's name, but uh, he's from the Bronx, which you know some of the craziest motherfuckers in America are from the Bronx. Bronx. Yeah. He won a cash settlement for $96,000. If you got a check for 96k today, what would you be doing with the money? Me? Yes. What would Matt be doing with the money? Oh, What's man. the first thing you would do with the money? The first thing like 
as a reasonable human being, what are you going to do with the money? Did they give him? They gave him cash or gave him? They a gave check? him a check and they gave like him a, a cashier's check. So they give me a check. The first thing I'd probably do is pay off me and my lady's debt credit but before cards. that. What would I, I, I'm telling you? What I do? No, 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 no. You, so you're not gonna go to the bank and deposit said check? If it's a check, I'm at. The, I don't. That's what I'm. This motherfucker went to the bank. And you got to remember, I'm a, I'm a human. <laughs> this <laughs> this motherfucker like, went the to money's the money's in the bank. I don't have any yeah, money on no, me. No, 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 no. He <laughs> went to said bank and cashed the check. Cash me out ninety six k. Oh run, yeah, run that's what I was money. asking. Like they, he took ninety six k. Yes, he took it in cash. So they give dickhead cashier's check instead of putting it in his bank account like a good normal upstanding citizen. Nizzo, I don't trust banks. Cash me out. The next step is <laughs> real quick. So nigga, I know I ain't gonna put him out there. He doesn't trust banks. This nigga walks around with everything he owes. I told him somebody gonna wrap a pipe around your fucking head with these dice. They gonna be like, oh shit, it's seventeen thousand free money. Thank you. This nigga does not trust banks. The weirdest <laughs> shit on earth. So this dumb fuck then proceeds to go to a two-star motel in the Bronx with 96K yeah. cash on him. <laughs> You're being nice with two stars. With a motel in with, the Bronx? With not one, not two, but three $30 hookers with a duffel bag full of cash on him. So as they're in there and they're getting into it, the strip, the, the, the hookers say, hey, do you mind if we call a friend over to deliver us some beer and cigarettes? Sure, it's a party. <laughs> he was surprised to discover that the guys delivering the beer and cigarettes were wearing masks yeah. and brandished the firearm and robbed him of said money. He has now gone on the record to say he's so disappointed and hurt that this happened to him and he really, really needed this money to move his family out of the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna do this to my family? Huh? <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, Ew, I love people, man. With 96000 in a duffel bag, the last thing that we're thinking is that you need to move anybody anywhere. These two-bit hookers ain't shit. <laughs> y'all bitches gonna rob me? set me up. <laughs> I had a big tip for y'all hoes. So now, apparently, the three hookers and the two bandits are now on the lam, needless to say, with $96,000. Motherfuckers is fools, man. You have to, like, the jokes literally write themselves sometimes. Fools. America is the craziest place. He didn't even. Do you watch Shameless? No. So on fucking Shameless, uh, Frank Gallagher, this motherfucker got like a $220,000 settlement or whatever. He shot himself and like fractured his leg and he had some crazy like an Aflac policy or whatever that paid him out. So this motherfucker goes and cashes the fucking check and he's walking around with like 220k in cash. But at the very least, he went to like a high-end gambling place. He went to like the best hotel in the city or whatever like the fucking Ritz-Carlton of Chicago or whatever. This motherfucker went to a two-star hotel with no surveillance, no security, no fucking nothing in the middle of the Bronx. Like on Fordham Road or some shit like that. That's crazy, man. Needless to say, I do not feel sorry for him or his family and he's a fucking idiot. Like honestly, there are some people who really just can't be like, like free on a like. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, no, some people need supervision. If you get a check for ninety six grand, 
honestly, and this ain't talking shit, and I'm pretty sure you're on the same accord. You had things. So it's like, I don't, there's no reason for me to walk around with a right. bean on me. <laughs> for what? Like, what? It, I, I said on Twitter, I said, listen, the only time you need 96000 in cash on you is if you're buying 10 pounds and three bricks. That's the only reason to have 96 k in cash on you. Really? The only reason. Other than that, you are making a mistake here. I don't care if you go into the car. Whatever you're about to do with ninety six thousand no is a bad it. idea. Nothing. If you about to go buy a car cash, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you about to go buy a home cash, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. I mean, you can buy them cash. You just don't need to take cash. You yeah. Can. No. This is what I'm saying. Actual cash, yeah, like yeah. ten thousand. You know the boy. Uh, the boy who he, at the time he had won the biggest lottery ever. His name was Jack something, but he won three hundred sixteen million. He actually won the Powerball twice. He okay. won it for two million, then won it again for three hundred sixteen million. But he was on Curse of the Lottery, <clears throat> and um, this motherfucker he won three hundred sixteen million. His granddaughter, who was living with him, got, like, addicted to crystal meth, and she died. This motherfucker was going to the strip clubs, and he was bringing 500000 in a bag At to a the tongue? strip. T- but he was getting robbed. Like, he'd bring 500000 get robbed, and he'd go get another 500000 and come back the next day. No, bitch-ass niggas can't fade me. <laughs> I'm back old, with another 500000 old white man. Like, <laughs> this nigga motherfucker, he got, they said he got robbed five or six times for 500000 How about this? Go to another strip club. Or ask them to come over. <laughs> Something. Anything is better than what you're doing. But they said he was getting robbed left and right for fucking... <laughs> Bolo's a fucking money. I mean, at least I, that's, that's kind of like philanthropic. Like he's really kind of like giving back to the streets. You're gonna allow motherfucker to rob you five times. Good looking, old it. You come tomorrow? <laughs> I see you tomorrow, nigga. What's tomorrow? Thursday? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, tomorrow I, light day. I'm only gonna have three hundred on me tomorrow. That's cool. That's cool. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Have a nice <laughs> night. <laughs> Hey, give my man a drink. <laughs> red, red, is that you? Yo. No, 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 this ain't me. Drop the bag, though. Hey, man, motherfuckers is crazy. Like, <laughs> money is 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 wild. You know that that root of all evil shit. Yeah. Like, people, money make people act crazy, and not even a lot of money. What some people perceive to be like, I was watching Dan Bilzerian today, and he was talking about that shit. Like. Yo, somebody, you know, you give somebody a Lamborghini, they fucking be going crazy. It's like me, I had them all. So yeah. I don't really give a fuck about right. it. Like, some people, to me, 96000 it's not a lot of money. It is. It's good money. It's good money. But it's like, it really, you heard, you heard, you like, when you was asking, about to ask me, what would I do with 96 grand? I was dead. That's about to be like, pay down all our debt, and we'd probably use a chunk of it for our, a down payment on our next grid. Right. And I really like like I'm not That's it. Like and the rest is going in the bank. Like you know, I hooked my sisters, you know, a couple things like but it's like, you know, hookers in a one and a half star motel. Like I'm not about to be at the blue moon. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the Lincoln Motel. Yeah, like that just don't make no sense. What's the real scumbag green John out there on uh the summit end? Like, I'm, I'm not about to be up in Yo, there. Yo, I can't say who said this, but somebody very influential in my life was like, Oh yeah, no, back in the day, that was my John. He said they had the short stay, three hours. He's like, Y'all got motherfucking two hours and thirty four minutes more than what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in and out. <laughs> Two in the afternoon. Uh, I keep it a bean with you. Though. I remember one time I went to uh, what's the real scumbag John with the with the the rooms with the uh, all the shit in them, the feather nests. Oh man, yo, 
And the uh, room we had, I forgot which room. It was the uh, the Egypt, the the one that was like King Tut. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the motherfucking. <laughs> Yo, I was so pissed. You fucking touching comments. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, the motherfucking they t- they sold us on the room and was like, yeah, you know, you get a bottle of champagne, whatever. I get in the room, it was a bottle of Verdi. <laughs> like this ain't no motherfucking champagne. This shit is champagne. This piece of shit ass <laughs> fucking motel. The feather dust. Oh god. One of old heads in my job, he always talk about the end of the dove. He's like, I go up there get the room with the pool in it. I'm like y'all motherfuckers is freaked out. <laughs> Ew, but yeah, man, like you don't want to be in a scumbag motel with ninety racks. That's just stupid. That's, that's a horrible idea. That's a bad idea. You don't like, honestly. You don't want to be in a scumbag motel with five racks. I was say you really don't want to be anywhere with ninety if you don't gotta be. <laughs> It's a, it's a bad idea Like all the way It's just a bad It's like what am I about to do Like it's like It's like a flow chart Like what am I about to do Go to church Grab 90 racks Yes or no No <laughs> Like where where are you going What am I about to do Go to the gun show like, Grab yo, the 90 I, racks I, Yes I, or no I, I, No I, I, I get hyped for the day Where I can come in And just get markers And cause cash is, is filthy Honestly it's, yeah, like, it's disgusting Cash is dirty as shit So it's like Cash really only excites Poor people And that's not a diss like people see cash and be like, ooh, like hype. And like for me, even when I see like Floyd do like count out of it's just like Dog, we know you a millionaire. You don't Damn have to, a billionaire. You don't have to count out a million dollars right now. Yeah. It just it doesn't do anything. Like So That's funny as shit though. Lord, that's funny. Yeah, ninety six K. Goodness gracious. Ninety six racks. Hey, uh, March Madness is going on. Yes, it is. Real quick. It's, is it ever going? <laughs> like, it's going. I want to ask you a serious question, because me and Rob was talking about this the other day. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, March Madness, NCAA tournament, uh, the four teams are Loyola, mm-hmm. Villanova, uh, Kansas. Kansas, and who's the other team, Taylor? Michigan. Michigan. There you go. Gotcha. And it's crazy because all we've seen is the old white lady in the wheelchair, right? Sister Jean. Sister Jean. See, they are. She's she's gonna be. She's fuck, a phenomenon. She's gonna be Saint Jean. Like, <laughs> tell you. And me and Rob was talking about it the other day. Do you feel like they're oversaturating you with this woman? Based off of the fact that it's an older white woman. Of course. If Sister Jean was an older black woman. You would have seen her one time, maybe. Like, my thing is, for the Final Four, this is supposed to be the moment. You don't even know who the niggas is on this team. Yeah, you don't know who the niggas on the team. You don't know who the fucking dean is. You don't know who the athletic the director coach, is. None of this is supposed to be a shiny moment for the whole program. Like a marquee moment in the history of the school. This is a landmark. And all they're showing you is this old white woman. Yeah. And I'm, I'm because that's the that's the the tugging at the heartstring shit. That's the fucking Cinderella story. Like, oh, this one, this older lady that just wants to see. She just loves Loyola basketball. Like, it's like that dumbass shit. I don't. What did she do? Did she like found Loyola or something? I don't even know what she did. <laughs> Nobody knows. Symbolism, though. Yeah. Symbolism goes a long way in this fucking country. It's been a crazy tournament, though. Like, all the, the yeah. upsets and all of They the, said, like, there are no perfect brackets left. They said after Loyola... Was it Loyola? No. Uh, 
What was the 16 that beat the one? Uh, UMBC. UMBC beat uh, Virginia. The Retrievers. They said that 17.3 million brackets. None of them was good. Everybody, Nobody had a perfect bracket. Before. I think they said now there's literally 550 brackets in the whole country that had these four teams picked for the Final Four, but they didn't pick them the way that they got there. Yeah. Okay. So they're just so. I remember I did one of them bracket pools. That was actually the joint where I thought I was not to put hands on Clint. Remember Clint <laughs> owed me the money and shit. The uh, I had that was the year UConn won. Okay, and I had Kimba and them Kimba winning. Walker, yeah. yeah, I had Kimba and them winning it. But the shit was all fucked right, up. Right, of course, right. yeah, the path was. But basically, when it when the championship game got to it. I needed UConn to win for me to go ahead of everybody in the points, and UConn won it. That's right. how I won the shit. So, got you. But yeah, I've been through that before. The uh, real quick, I had we were talking about the <laughs> old head of my job always start some basketball <laughs> shit with me, and uh, it, it's funny because we were just talking about all of this. Um, LeBron passed Jordan last night for most consecutive games with ten points or more. Okay. Right. He now has 887, I believe, and Jordan has 886. And Kareem is on the list, and then Karl Malone. And I'm like, damn, Kobe not up there? Like, that's kind of crazy, but whatever. But anyway, we started talking about sports and shit, and then he started talking about, you know, the dream team. Yeah. And I told him the dream team that y'all know from 92 would get absolutely annihilated, annihilated <laughs> like if they played a dream team from from funny. this day. And he like, you fucking kidding me? I'm like, nah, dog. Like, LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry. I'm not taking – these are Americans because, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, know, yeah. no Europeans. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, and DeMar DeRozan. They would absolutely annihilate yeah. the dream team. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to him – because we, we get into this a lot, this whole nostalgia thing. We were talking about it earlier. We talk about it all the time. And the 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 dream team as y'all know it, like as, as as it is presented to y'all, all you get shown is, oh, it's the greatest team ever. It was the greatest team assembled. You don't even realize that they were playing like Angola and shit. Yeah, they were like, playing third world countries. That, and you don't also don't realize that Larry Bird was basically a dead like, man. like the the dream team in '92. A lot of them were washed or closing in. Yeah. Like Larry had a round back. Once Larry had a round back, it was it over. Was over. You, Larry with a mullet, like the the straight out of Compton. It's like all right, cool. But Larry, I could take Larry with a round back. <laughs> like it was bad. Like the motherfuckers don't even realize Larry wasn't even practicing with the team. Like yeah. Jordan had his five, Magic had his five. Lakner was uh he was in charge of food and beverage, <laughs> and Larry would be sitting over there in the corner not bothering nobody. And they fives used to go back and forth. It was Jordan, Barkley, because I watched it. Jordan, Barkley, Chris Ewing. Mullen, Ewing, and... Robinson. Who? No, he was on Magic Squad. Magic Squad was David Robinson, Stockton Malone, Clyde Drexler, and Magic. Jordan's was Ewing, Jordan, Pippen, Mullen, and Barkley. Holy shit. And then Christian Lakeney, he's just, like I said, he was food and beverage. <laughs> and Larry would be over there reading in, the fucking in, paper. In Duchess. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but I'm trying to explain to him, I'm like... The way sports works, because we get into this argument all the time, the LeBron, Jordan, the basketball then, basketball now. The way things work in life, it just moves forward. Yeah. Remember when the CL, the, the 01 CL? Oh, my, my man. My man Jock had one. Those shits was like spaceships. I seen one yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> whack now. Like, <laughs> but that's just how it goes. Things move along and yeah. become better. You know why? The new S-Class Coupe is totally do- it just dominates yeah. what the CL was it's just the way things Light work years better 
It's just the way it go. So it's like you look at the 92 Dream Team. I was trying to explain to him. If they took the best players from 2002, they would have washed him. Right. He's like, oh, you got – I'm like, dog, uh, 2002 Shaq – 2002 Kobe, 2002 AI, Tracy McGrady, 2002 T Mac, 2002 Vince, 2002 Ray Allen, 2002 uh, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, 2002 Kevin Garnett. I'm like, they have destroyed them. Yeah. Fucking Gary Payton and Latrell <laughs> Sprewell guarding Chris Mullen in garbage time. <laughs> he wouldn't have got off in garbage time. Like, that shit would have been bad. Yeah. But if you take them, you take those guys I just named and put them out there with LeBron, KD, Anthony Davis now. They they just run through them. Yeah. They would literally just run through them. Yeah. It's like for whatever reason, the nostalgia aspect of like when we grew up and what we remember and who we like and all of that makes people irrational when it comes to like sports analysis because everything else in life has gotten better. Like twenty years ago, we had like fucking Sprint flip phones that like all you could do was call. That's mm-hmm. all the fuck you could do. Now, you got a phone right here that you could, like, call the president. You could, like, text some hoes. You could fucking order delivery from GoPuff. Like, you can do anything, yeah. literally, with your phone. You could take eight megapixel pictures, like, all types of shit. But for whatever reason, we refuse to believe that athletes have evolved in that same 20-year time period. It's just It's, it's retarded. Like, it's just, it's just counterproductive to everything that we're taught about innovation and technology and how an advancement it's it's counterproductive to everything else that's going on like so you mean to tell me this one particular thing doesn't evolve no it just doesn't make it just sense. doesn't make sense it's absolutely doesn't. Do you think johnny united could get on the fucking on the on the football field today with them lazy ass ducks and play against fucking uh the honey badger and all these crazy fuck motherfuckers no. fuck no oh he'd be dead in four games oh shit he'd be going to his his funeral it's like I, I respect people that come before, but motherfuckers just gotta understand everything. What guns, television, everything shit. fucking evolves. Like a motherfucker gonna show up with a musket against a bunch of fucking. Uh, you don't even gotta go AR that far. <laughs> you just look at like a, a Gen One Glock to a Gen Four Glock. It just look at like a or a XDM Mod One to a Mod Two. It's just things evolve. Everything moves along. I'm, I'm telling him. I'm like he's like talking about how much better than LeBron Jordan is at all. At, at, at all these things, and I'm like, yo, you, you for 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 their careers, LeBron has a better field goal percentage, a better three point field goal percentage. He averages more rebounds. He averages more assists. The man is literally a pass first facilitator. He's already passed Jordan in playoff scoring. He's gonna pass him in regular season scoring. Yeah. He just had a two thousand. He's in a two thousand point season in which he's playing every game in his fifteenth year. Like, you've never seen nothing like that. I'm like, you take the five positions from the '90s that y'all love. He's stronger than Patrick Ewan. He's bigger than Charles Barkley. He's faster than Pippen. He shoot better than Jordan, and he's smarter than Gary Payton. He has the body of Carl Malone. Straight it's, it's just fucking <laughs> like crazy. Weight, weight and height of Carl Malone. He fast. He he jumped higher than Dominique. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you see that dunk he had on Nurkic? He was three feet over. Yeah. He jumped from the fucking dots. It's it's just and and you look at like, uh, onto the Kumpo. He's good. Like in the next couple of years, he dog. Do you know he runs the court in six steps? 
It's crazy. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. They were saying they was talking about um the kid uh Aiden that's coming out from Arizona yeah. or whatever. And they were saying like if Aiden was the was to come out into the draft like seven or eight years ago, he would be one of two players that are like him. But coming into the league now, it's literally ten guys that do the same shit as him. Exactly. And, like you got Cat Porzingis, Ananakupo, uh Embiid, who's probably the best out of fucking all of them. He's like you he's literally is just falling in line with that's the mold of the current of the future M- N- NBA dominant player is a seven foot guy who can handle the ball step out and shoot threes rebound mm-hmm. defend block shots steal the ball lead the break uh, like it just is what it is like these freakish athletes are the are the, going to be the norm you're going to have teams that are going to have five Ben Simmons on them in 10-12 years yeah hell yeah this is going to be regular yeah like yeah I'm saying it the other day, though. I'm like, <clears throat> I understand who Jordan is, and I respect him. I, I think Jordan is one of the best competitors ever, one of the best scorers ever. But when it just comes to all-around basketball play. It's nobody better than LeBron. I just, I don't even under, like, I get it that, that you feel that way. But me, personally, my opinion, I, and, I, and I'm an original LeBron hater. Right. Do you you're, understand you're that? Right. Like, I'm an original <laughs> LeBron hater because I love Kobe that much yeah. that I was like, I'm not fucking with Bull. Fuck him. Fuck is he throwing up the rock sign? That nigga ain't on the rock. I used to be <laughs> mad as shit at Bron. But it's like, yo, at, like watching it go on yeah. and watching what it is and just how it just continues to be. He really the other night had 40 on 14 for 24 shooting with 12 assists and nine boards and. It just like that's day in and day out for him. Yeah. Like LeBron could really has made having 30, 12, and nine norm like it's normal as shit. And it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not even a thing. That, that's, it, it, that's 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 it's nuts. And my biggest thing with LeBron is for him, all the people like, oh, he don't got that scorer's heart or he don't got the uh what's the thing they always say? Oh, the killer instinct. The killer instinct. He might pass everyone. On the scoring list, they've like if, already, if LeBron finished with the scoring title, that's fucking insane. They've yo. already proved through the advanced statistics that he's better than Kobe in crunch time. Yeah, that's just not even. They close proved that anymore. shit two years ago. Like, and I'm just like, why is this still a thing? Like, why why are we still talking the about the thing? This? With LeBron is is LeBron doesn't have the shots. Like how Kobe, Kobe literally, Kobe pulled shot. up from yeah. 37 and hit the three to send the Lakers to overtime against Portland, then hit the three to win it in overtime, like against uh, the Kobe stopper. Like yeah. Kobe has those. Jordan has the pull up on Craigie. Like he has them. The last shot on by, on uh, yeah. Byron Russell. LeBron crunch time isn't the shot. LeBron's crunch time is the block. And then the steal, and then come down and throw the alley oop that leads to the like. Right. They were showing it the other night. One of them games, in the last four minutes of the game, he had eight points, four rebounds, four assists, and two steals. In the last four minutes of the game, it's like that's LeBron's clutch. Yeah. Is every goddamn yeah, thing. Every the joint against uh. What was the last game before IT got traded? Remember IT tried to jump in his arms and he like ignored him? Yeah. <laughs> Who did they play? The Timberwolves. <laughs> they came down. The Timberwolves had the ball with like 12 seconds left. Remember he blocked 
uh, Jimmy Butler shot. Then he came down and hit the foul shot. That was when he was running like this. It's like that's Bron at the end of the game. Yeah. Like block Jimmy Butler shot. Now we going this way. Boom hits the shot. It's like LeBron. Even the block in the finals. Like that's yeah. LeBron. It's like it ain't the shot. It's everything on a fucking court. That's just how he is. So it's like the clutch. John. I don't. Even, I don't even want to argue that no more. But for me, I think just all around. It, it's just. It's just what it is. And then as you go forward, you go 15, 20 years down the line, somebody might come along and he'll be better than him because the game is just it's just evolving and it's just right. where it goes. Sports is weird. It's like sports and, and rap are the two things where nostalgia kicks in and people just like, no, Uzi not hot. And you like, He's no, pretty he, hot. no, he's very hot. He's pretty hot. He's very, he's <laughs> pretty hot. He has a song that's about to do ten million. He's very hot. Drake, People Drake, like Drake, not a legend. Nah, he's no, nah, he's been he's, he's been a legend, legend for about five years now. He's, I'm just gonna say, but all right, <laughs> he's been a legend for it's a while. Been a while. You know, and uh, I just feel I don't know why it's like that. Sports and, and music, just the nostalgia things kick in, and it it just goes into like overdrive. Yeah, for sure. I don't understand. Well, you know what it is. With music specifically, people have certain memories of where they were, who they were with, who they was dating at the time, when they fell in love and shit like that, uh, what was going on in the media that are tied to music. So those moments make people fall deep in love with you know music. And music is just something that makes people just fall in love with it, period. But People like me and you are smart enough to be able to compartmentalize that. Yes, that was hot for the time, but this shit is hot for its time also. It may not necessarily be better, but it it is viable in its own right. And a lot of people just can't get past what they like to acknowledge that something that's not immediately tied to something emotional for them is dope as well. Yeah. And that's just what a lot of it is with like the new rappers. Like Little Uzi Vert is clearly a fucking amazing talent because the the super rap niggas of his generation, the G Herbos and all of that shit, respect his pen. So what does that tell you that he could turn that shit and turn it off? He just doing what he got to do to get the bag. Yeah. Like in in the rock star shit, just opens him up to a whole nother fucking audience or whatever. And he's making tons of fucking money. He just did an Uber commercial. They came to Philly two different times to shoot his commercial. He he didn't show up both times and they still came back and shot this shit anyway because we gotta get fucking Lil Uzi on this fucking commercial like yeah. it's real. his star power is on a different fucking level and he's just literally out here doing whatever he wants and it's all driven by his music I think people are influenced too by people they respect or people they like look up to Yeah, and it don't even be like celebrities it be like you know like, yeah, nigga up the street. Yeah, the like, nigga with the, the loud. The, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the nigga with the loud. Like motherfuckers will straight hear him say something and be like, "Oh no, that's that's what it is." You know that. And, and I just never was one of them. Like I, I like having my own opinion. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I got into it the other day on Kev's post with one of his fucking weird ass friends about the whole Jordan Lebron shit. And I'm like, I, I, res- I respect Jordan's the man. I'm not like people. Think it's like a diss. Like, I'm not putting Jordan at 97th. Putting him at two. <laughs> I just don't think he a better all around yeah. player than LeBron. I'm sorry. The one thing you hold over him is the scoring and Bron going passing. And he shoots better than him from the field. And he grabs more boards and more assists. And I'd rather have him running my <laughs> offense. 
and he's going to do it for longer because he's been out there for 15 years. <laughs> like, I just, I, for me, I just don't really see the, the correlation of the argument, but that's going to go on until we die, most likely. It's just going to be there. Hey, uh, real quick, you would put something on this joint. Uh, oh, the Dane movie. How well? Because I, I, I. Oh, keep, yo. I watched Honor Up this week. I watched it twice. I watched it again last night just to make sure I wasn't tripping. Where did you watch it at? On Demand. Oh, it's On Demand. Oh, it's On Demand. Okay, you can rent cool. it for seven ninety nine. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to come over. I you still got it for 24 hours? I think it's like 48 hours or some shit like that. I'm going to swing past because I, <laughs> I ain't got $8. But all right. So the way I, I, the, I did my analysis, I said, you know, I saw a fucking Black Panther three fucking times. I spent an average of $50 every time I went to the fucking movies. I could give Dame somebody I respect and admire eight bucks. So I gave Dame my eight bucks or whatever. So I watched. You know, you're right. Dame, I'm going to give you my $8 too. So. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched the movie. It started off the storyline. I was just a little bit like, yeah, I don't know, but it got good. The main things that stood out to me is the cinematography and the the uh, the the scenery. Fucking amazing. Now, see, I read that online that the cinematography was Yo, real good. It's crazy. Like some of these shots, like these drone shots and these crane shots and shit like that. It's like a shootout scene where a guy like fucking shot a motherfucker with like a, a assault rifle from like on top of like some bridge or some shit like mm -hmm. that. Like they really you could tell they put some shit into this movie. Um, the acting is very good. Mm -hmm. It's very tight and cohesive. The storyline, once you get past like the initial like 15 minutes of the movie, all of this shit starts to come together. And it was written in a way that it's got a real dope twist to it that you don't see coming. And the breakout performance of the movie is Murder Mook. That motherfucker's a star yeah. actor. He's good. Like his performance in this is almost as good as Cam's performance in Painful. It's good as shit. And like everything down to like little small little shit that he doing. He like, damn, you put your mask on now. He said, I don't want to get no fucking blood on my face, nigga. Like it's this little shit that he's yeah. doing that you can tell like he's freestyling. And that motherfucker just got a natural knack for acting. He was good. And OG Daniel as the lead was real good okay. also. And um, he was just like a real menacing figure. And, you know, he was just had a lot of conviction in how he's delivering his lines and all that shit. But Mook, like, is the surprise of the fucking movie. That motherfucker can act. But all of the acting is very good. I gave this shit an 8 out of 10. I think it's a very good movie. Um, the cinematography and the production value is way up from, like, the state properties and, you know, other movies of their ilk or whatever yeah. from 10, 12 years ago, whatever. It's really advanced. And if Dame is able to consistently produce content like this, Dame about to run some bread up because Lionsgate partnered with him on this movie. And I was kind of like, I don't know, Lionsgate. Fuck is y'all doing? It's a good movie. Right, I'm going to check it out. Good. Yeah. I mean, I... I Kept saying I want to see it, but because I was trying to see it in theaters and it was literally like no, it wasn't. It was unavailable, so I just went on demand and it was on there. It was like seven ninety nine. I'm like fuck. I just rented Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy two for two ninety nine, but whatever. <laughs> like they got a fucking higher margin. All right, man, whatever. I give Dave my eight bucks, but it's a, it's a good ass movie. I really liked it a lot. I'm gonna check it out. The um. Oh yeah, America's going to shit. Oh man, uh, we're literally the laughing stock of the world. Uh, Stormy Daniels, for those of y'all that don't know, is An a adult film star. Is a porno actress, and um, 
She was on 60 Minutes the other day talking about spanking the president. And I'm just like, I got to move to Monte Carlo. Like, like this fast. is not the third best player on the Timberwolves. This is not the 11th best quarterback in the league. Not Envy. This is not DJ Envy with his nine and a half inch dildo. This is not the best actor in Hollywood. This is the president of the United States. We terrible, yo. Like this, this we we just really, really have hit rock bottom. You know what this kind of solidifies for me? This solidifies like how a CEO of a company would be like fucking a chick that work at Chick Fil A. This is that like a pit. Like, what are you even doing? Like, nothing against Chick Fil A, but boss, you make four million a year. What the fuck are you doing? Even talking to this chick? I like nuggets. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. <laughs> Like Donald Trump, what are you even doing running down on a porn star, bro? Like, you mean it's Trump like scum though? No, he's super. Like Trump not supposed to be the president. (laughs) He's he's scum. Like he a terrible individual, horrible person. Like he a real real piece of shit. And it's like y'all fucked up and put him in office. He haven't delivered on shit, but he is building that wall though. I saw some oh, yeah, no. I saw some pictures and some video. They really building this wall though. Mm-hmm. Whether whether the Democrats like it or not, that wall's going up. I was thinking about Trump. I'm like, yo, like women voted for him. Latinos voted for him. Latino men voted for him in record numbers. Black people voted for him. Like, what's up with America, yo? It's a white dude that he sells lottery tickets. He works in the uh, the little lottery stand, you know, like the little mm-hmm. huts and shit. Yeah, the one right at Chickies and Pete's. He works in there. Okay, and he wears a Make America Great hat, right? But he'll try to like slide it off when he sees me coming. <laughs> I'll be cracking up because it's like I don't give a fuck. I just right. want this lottery ticket. <laughs> But I I think it's funny though that it's like that's how you feel, but then that's not how you feel. Yeah. It's like you feel that way, but then don't want to like. like ah, not really. I don't want to get punched <laughs> in the face or nothing. I believe it, but yeah. I don't believe it enough to get snuffed. Yeah, I don't want to get hit up here. Like that would stink. <laughs> but yeah, like we really are. I, I don't know. I honestly, like I, I was saying it to, to my girl. I'm like, yo, what, what happens in 20 years? Like, where is America going to be? Because remember, at one point, like to be the president was just like. A, yeah, it was far out. Like, you really had to accomplish some shit. You had to be a road... Like, Bill Clinton is a road scholar. You don't even know what that is. But yeah, you had to be, yeah, like, you had to, the cream of the crop. Yeah. Like, you had to be creme de la creme to even be considered for that. Yeah. And it's like, once the like the second Bush got it, it kind of just, like... like ah. Yeah. <laughs> but then Obama came, and Obama's so, so just educated, and his wife yeah. is arguably the most educated first lady. Like, they got multiple Ivy League degrees between the two of them. And then you, it's like, you know how like somebody like doing terrible, like just like you ever watch Hardball? Yeah. Remember he was like a scumbag gambler and then like he hit that big bet on Miami and then like his homie was trying to get him to fuck it all up. Like that's America. Like we was in the toilet. We climbed out, had a little job, wasn't fucking with no drugs. Like, let's go fuck with the bitches. But then you had a wild weekend. <laughs> now you're getting high again. Like, that's that's America, man. And, and it, it's like ridiculous because it's like now you got Trump who's on his seventh wife who she's not even an American. Right. This bitch is the first lady of America now. And not American. Like, we... In we, no way, shape, or form, Like, though. we like, really, really, really have hit the rock bottom. 
And there's been so many allegations, so many things said about him. He fired 80% of his cabinet. Motherfucker straight rolled. Just on some shit. Motherfuckers quitting or getting fired left I'm, and right. I'm out. Like, yo. Oh, you ain't going to eat the cake? Oh, you oh, get this bitch out of here. Shit crazy, yo. Like, and I, I'm really, really on the tip. Like, what happens after this? Like, does he get reelected? He's probably, he might, I mean, at this point, and I said this jokingly in our group chat, and I said the only way that we're going to balance this shit out is if, like, the Democrats come back with, like, The Rock as, like, president. Because you literally got to, like, in this scenario, got to fight fire with fire because a charismatic candidate won the presidency, not his politics. We don't know his politics. Mm. He told us for two years that Obamacare was the worst piece of shit health plan ever, and then he actually looked at it and was like, Holy shit, this is actually pretty good. The framework of this makes absolute sense. We're going to take a couple of little things out, but this is good. Let's roll with it. My man, you ran on the platform that this was horrible. It was the worst shit ever for Americans. And it's not that. So it's like what people are buying into now in the political world is who you are. What you look like, who you're connected to, what are your fucking sound bites, how do you play in the media, as opposed to what are you going to do in the most important job in the most important country for the world's economy. So goes America, so goes the rest of the fucking world. If our economy sucks, the rest we've already seen this movie before. If our economy's fucked up, the rest of the world is fucked over. Like, so it's like, what are we going to do? You literally got to like come back with like The Rock or like Leo DiCaprio or some shit like that for president. Yeah, it's going to be Drake or something. <laughs> like, it's fucked up. I was looking at a uh, property the other night on uh, the French Riviera. Super expensive, man. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to move in the next couple months. <laughs> like, I planned because <laughs> I'm t- I, like, I'm, I'm really at that point where it's like I really don't even think I want to live in America anymore. Like I'm not even trying to be funny. Yeah, no, dead ass. I've been saying this for at least for the last seven or eight months. Just like Jewel, Jewel sent me his. Uh, he just got his license in Qatar. I'm just like, yeah, like I, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like it, it just, I know we we a laughing stock. Yeah. I just know it. And then I look at the the fervor that the people have. I look at the attitude that the people carry here. Yeah. People are so entrenched in the dumbest of situations. Like the dumbest shit gets the most. Publicity, you know, yeah. it's it, it's just insane to me at times. Like, it's motherfuckers who have no idea about the march for gun control over the last week and a half, two weeks yeah. that's been going on. But they know all about Kirk and and uh, the baby on fucking. I'm serious. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny right now. You're laughing. I'm I'm one hundred percent serious. Because you being serious doesn't make it not funny. <laughs> we literally have hit rock bottom of like. Think about the black people from our parents' era. Cause you, how, oh, how old is your, how old your mom? My mom is fairly. Young. My mom is um, my mom is fifty. Yeah, see, my parents are a little older. Like my mom, yeah, my she, mom fifty, my dad fifty one. My dad's sixty nine. If my mom was alive, she'd be sixty seven, I believe. Yeah. So, you look at black people from the forties and the fifties and the sixties. It's a whole different black person. They were. They, this is what I mean. Yeah. But I'm like, how the fuck did it get? How did it get just so corroded to where it's like? We don't have the same energy as far as the evolution or the forward progress. On that note, right, I was saying something the other day on Twitter because we kind of started the conversation on Twitter about like the N-word and all of that shit, saying nigga and all that shit. I'm like, listen, in the event that like, you know, certain people say shit, I'm not bothered by it because at the end of the day, that word doesn't mean nothing to me. And I said, furthermore, 
black people on the whole are not connected to their history or their culture at all all mm-hmm. but they pick and choose different buzzwords and different shit that makes them react so that they can go on a social media rant or be violent or whatever the case may be but you don't even know where you come from you don't know shit about Ralph Waldo Emerson you don't know shit about WB you don't know shit about shit mm-hmm. about your culture but you know if a white person say the, the n-word I'm gonna beat their motherfucking ass but that's literally all you know mm-hmm you're totally disconnected to who you are, where you from, what your family stood for, all of that shit. You're disconnected from all of that. But you know, if somebody call me a monkey, it's I need to protest and go to H and M and knock a bunch of mannequins over. Mm-hmm. We a fucking joke for we, real. Like dog, like niggas don't want to hear niggas is jokes. Black people, big ass joke. Black man. people look crazy out here for the nine nine and the two thousand. Y'all not taking over. Y'all look nuts. Seriously, oh, losing out. I watch just the way the energy that pe- that people have, yo. I'm telling you, like, uh, shout out Carl, shout out Love, shout out fucking Kev, Steve. I remember being out there with Carl, man, when the young boy got shot, and I watched that shit. Like, this six year old boy got shot ten times. He got yeah. shot ten times, multiple bullets from an AK, from a 45. Like, they was just on the block shooting. Carl's out there holding a prayer with the family. People was getting out of their cars, walking in the house, like. That wasn't going on. And I thought to myself, like, then, like, if this was 1965 and this happened, how would the people out here be acting? Right. You know what I mean? It'd just be a whole different energy throughout the neighborhood. Now, here goes the catch 22. If a cop would have shot this boy 10 times, how would the people be acting? Yeah. It's cool to go out and protest and go crazy when the cops do things because I, I be sick of this shit too. I, I hate it. But at the same time, we just got to start. I don't. Even, I ain't even gonna say start because it, I just don't think we can get back to that. At least from like a lot of people my age don't really have older black people to talk to. Right. But you figure my dad sixty nine, my grandfather ninety eight. Yeah. So it's like we talk a lot, and just the energy and the attitude that I see from them and what they talk about and how people were and how they acted. Like my grandfather's block, he's been on that block since nineteen. He came back to Philly in forty six. He moved there in. 60 I think 59 or 60 yeah so he'd been there 50 plus 60 years almost and he like yo I remember when like we used to all come outside to clean because we all took pride in this community I remember that from being a kid when I lived in West Philly when I lived on Brooklyn Street and it was block cleanings I remember that shit it was like you literally would block the block off motherfuckers gotta move their cars to clean the block and this ain't by no means this ain't the best block in the city it's fucking the Heron block but at the end of the day it was still some sense of community amongst the people that were living in this particular area and now them same fucking houses on that little ass block that my mom bought that house when she was 18 years old and eventually sold or whatever that house is worth $275,000 or some shit because it's adjacent to fucking University City and pretty soon they gonna come through and level all that shit and it's gonna be fucking high rises it's gonna be Drexel University Annex or some old mm-hmm. shit right there they gonna and be $600,000 homes with 10 year tax abatements yep. yeah that's what they doing because four blocks away that's what it is it's 500 k mm-hmm <laughs> Could right by uh, Drexel Field and all of that shit. They see that ten year tax abatement, motherfuckers be on it. Like that shit is crazy, yo. But it just, I, I sit back sometimes and I like the other day, me and Ra had a conversation. And we was talking about uh, 
Jay Z and Beyonce because we was talking about the whole. We started talking about the whole Sister Jean thing, yeah, and how they they show us like these images of certain people, and then somehow we got into the conversation of like black people and doing good, and it's like we think we're doing good, and they'll, they'll be like, "Look, y'all." Jay-Z just made this much money. Puff just made this much money. Yeah. And we got to, like, rejoice almost as black yeah, people. Jeff Bezos is worth $96 billion. And, 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 and we sit back. And I was telling <laughs> him, I'm like, Jay got money. Oh, okay. I'm like, I thought, <laughs> thought I heard some shit. But Jay got money and Jay does this and Puff does that, this, that, and the third. But I'm like... It's people out here making way more money, yeah. doing way more doing, things, doing way less. And and, <laughs> and Ra was talking about uh, Jay Z with the whole going on tour. Like you know, Jay about to go on tour. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yo, when you sit back and you look at like, he was telling me about Robert F. Smith. You ever look up look up who he is? No, I didn't. He's the richest black dude in the country right now, right? Okay, worth four point four billion, and um. This dude, I'm, I'm like reading his his bio and what he does and what he set up, you know what I'm saying, and what all he's done. And then I came back to Twitter and I'm just looking at like the things that like people are into. And I'm just like, we never going to get nowhere, man. Like not worrying about who rumbling and who doing all this. Like, and I, and, and I'm just like, because I know this bull don't live this life. Yeah. This bull don't give a flying fuck about this timeline and this, that, and the third. And... You know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm just like, why is it that we have these images, these pictures of right. success as like Jay-Z and Puff is the pinnacle when it's so much other. Sh- and yeah. I, it, it's just weird, the shit that we gravitate to in this time. Absolutely. Period. Just like my man, uh, my man, Mike Black said to me probably about 10 or 12 years ago. He said, man, he said, I, he said at some point when he turned 30, he was I just had to change my circle and the people that I talked to because. I don't give a fuck about who Shaniqua is fucking. I don't give a fuck about who got shot. Like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I want to get the call where it's like, yo, they doing this fucking development for this strip mall. You know what I'm saying? They want 10K, but if you throw in four now and then you could owe the other six on the back end, it's going to pay out 88000 when it's sold. He's like, those are the phone calls that I want to get. He said, because this motherfucker's out here that's doing shit like that and getting the fuck rich. And we sitting there having bullshit conversations and missing the the the. the fucking boat and missing the motherfucking money yeah. like and he's like and that shit come down to who you talk to and you know what your day-to-day fucking life is like man and i'm like yeah you absolutely fucking right and i was like 21 or 22 at the time and i'm like yeah you absolutely fucking right like 50 cents say it all the time he said the 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 person that you the the person that you spend the you most likely to end up like the person you spend the least time talking to some motherfuckers not even worth your fucking energy and some conversations not even worth being had so imagine if that's all you doing is having them type of conversations. Dame said it on the Breakfast Club. It's like if all you talk about is bubblegum shit, that's all you're gonna do. You in bubblegum yeah, shit. You're gonna be fucking bubblicious. Yeah. And it, it just be like I like as much as I like social media, I kinda wish social media would just go away. You know what I mean? Like it's literally giving everybody a voice. It and, ain't even that I feel I feel like it's doesn't the sh- deserve a I, voice. I, that that's a thing. But I, I'm more so like on a tip where it's like, yo, it more distracts people from the reality of the world. Yeah, so I mean, you know, specific to that point is it's, it's exactly like you said. You mean, you know, it, it does distract people from the reality of the world, but people are just so unapologetically like just stupid and just so caught up in you know whatever they want things to be. People are just so cool with being uh, 
right instead of being factually correct with certain stuff. And they just want to think what they want to think and just get their shit off. And even when they present it with the correct answers, they still run with the wrong shit. No, no, that that's that's not the point I was trying to. My thing is like you're not learning from like you you know you're supposed to learn every day. Every single day. Like every day, realistically, every every time you do anything, you're supposed to learn. People literally have gotten to the point where they're on social media and they'll put like, oh, I'm just on here to laugh. It's like, all right, well, yeah, you doing that. But then like you wasting the next three hours on here. Like imagine if you was on here to laugh, but out of those three hours, you learned something for 30 minutes. That or could, could took it, time out to talk to your kid before they be on <laughs> drugs or fucking robbing people. It's like right. it, no one wants to take responsibility for the shit. Like the lady the, the other day, she's like, oh, these kids are so fucking crazy because the kids was wilding out on the bus. She's right. like, oh, these kids are so crazy. And I'm like, they y'all kids. Right. You 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 know these kids. I don't live on fucking <laughs> Lehigh Avenue. They y'all kids. And it's like no one wants to take responsibility for just where we're at. Yeah. Or not even where we're at as a whole, just the their chaos, own personal surroundings. The chaos that goes yeah. on in your family. or your, Like no one wants to take responsibility. Like, you know what? I fucked up. Right. Like if you got four kids and like two of them are like in jail, the other one is you might have did some sh- you, wrong you, shit. You 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 kind of you might have <laughs> fucked up somewhere along the line. And no one wants no one it's at least a 50% chance that part of that shit is on you. Everybody wants to think like, "Oh, my mom is the best, my dad is the best," and it's just like, maybe know, not. No, maybe it's, not. It's some bad dads out maybe, there. <laughs> maybe maybe somebody was fucked up around here. But nobody wants to look at it like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, we I, I, Personal accountability is at a, is at an all time low. Like even you know, take it back to the fucking to the president of the United States. Like we got one of the craziest motherfuckers of all time that's in charge of every, of, literally of everybody. He's in charge of the budget. He's in charge of the the economy, the military, all of that shit. And he won't take accountability for you. Probably shouldn't have been fucking a porn star. So you think the average motherfucker from uh from J Street? Is, is like worried about like the shit that goes on in their neighborhood. But my thing is, I look at black people just to where it's like, yo, back in the day, things were worse. I yeah. think it, it seemed like the, the 50s and the 60s, I'd imagine things were worse off in this country. Yeah. But it just seems like black people at that time had a togetherness and just had a cohesiveness that we yeah. just don't have now. Yeah. Like, how the hell did they do the, the march on Selma, the march on Washington, the bus boycott, you know, the Brown versus the Board of Education, the yeah. sit-ins? Like, how the hell did all of that happen without social media and shit? Right. Like, they was together. Yeah. Nowadays, you know what that'd be? It'd be a flyer on social media. Million Man, million man March 4, MM4, some shit like yeah, some hashtag. With a hashtag. <laughs> I'm just keeping it a being like we social media has literally like driven us so far off the path and yeah. no one like I'll say it and motherfuckers be like oh you you hating or this that and it's like no it's the God's honest truth dog like it's so distracting from people that it's 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 like sickening but we I mean we kind of teased it last week talking about you know is is social media making people stupid or is it like the education system but the thing is you know it's so much information that's readily available to people and they just refuse to access the shit like they refuse to like use Google or use Yahoo whatever to actually fucking learn something whenever I'm curious about something and I know you the same exact way because we talk about it I go and fucking look for it Period. You can go on YouTube. There's videos literally of every fucking every thing. Every single thing, man. The only thing that's missing is that early 2000s music library that I want. That's the only shit missing from the fucking internet. 
Other than that, everything is the fuck on there. You can learn how to build a deck from YouTube. What's up? You can learn how to like fix a hole in a boat <laughs> from fucking YouTube. One of my homies is like a real good drummer, and he learned on YouTube. Yeah, like he dead ass learned how to become my a man drummer PC, on who's my graphic designer. He learned on fucking YouTube. Period. Like he's. I said, how did you learn how to do graphic design? Adderall and YouTube tutorials. Yeah. But literally, we live in an information era where people are just too lazy to actually get the information. Yeah, because people, it's all been given to you. People, Once upon a time, you had to go somewhere. People to get find on the shit. bus with their iPhone in their hand and be like, "Yo, how late? How late the forty eight run?" I'd be like, "Dog, the fuck? Do you not have service? Look in your fucking phone. Like every answer to every question is on Google. <laughs> it's all it just there. Amazes me. I at promise how you, it's all there. People are like, wait, I actually gotta go find it though. Nah." Like I promise now here's the thing I promise you the answer is there and if it's not if enough people ask the question they'll find the answer they'll eventually place it there. Yeah, real talk. But all the shit is there for you, man. We could go on for weeks. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. No, I could literally seriously. go for weeks because it's just so much shit that I see and so many things it's just like no. <laughs> no. Like you like you like you a parent for for the most part. Like if you're a parent and then the, the crazy part is like having families and I look at like a lot of people I know it's a lot of people I know who came from families like came from a family structure who just now have baby moms and baby fathers right. and it's just like where did that go like how is that lost how is that just like a lost thing yeah like just a family that that's a big thing in the community just a family structure and it's just like almost not happening anymore yeah like we we really really like I, and I always say things are supposed to get better. Things are supposed to like eventually evolve. There be joints though. Some days I sit back and I'm just like, nah, dog. Like we're, 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 regressing. we're regressing. That's how I be feeling a lot yeah. of times. Like, and I was thinking about this real quick before we get out of here. The young boys, like all these little wolfing niggas, is running around. Wolfing. Because <laughs> I'm looking at them getting out of school, right. and I'm just like, damn, like, what's young boy gonna be doing in ten years? What's y'all gonna be doing in eight years? Being a nuisance. Like, if you look at all the older black men from <laughs> before us, like all our old heads and our pops and uncles and everything, yeah. they all had a skill. They all had something that they did that they could do. Yeah. And even our generation, motherfuckers went to school, motherfuckers went to trade school. They, they, you have something that you can do, that you can earn and be right. a productive part of whatever. These young boys, I just really be like, yo, like. <laughs> You got tattoos all over your face. You fifteen. You like you done. You done. You got no skill whatsoever. You can't even start your own company because ain't nobody going. Ain't no vendor going to deal with you. Looking how the fuck you look. It's just crazy. It just how misguided the the, the shit is. And and it's just you know twenty years, thirty years from now, like. It's like the rapper play ball shit is way more prevalent now than it ever was. Like motherfuckers literally like have irrational confidence and literally think like, oh, I'm gonna just rap like Uzi or because it's like it's so near to them that they just think like, no, that shit is God given. And you got to work on that craft. Like you can't just wake up one day and just do that shit for some people. Like a Jeezy, that is their story. But he still had to work on that shit because yeah. at the time he was the worst rapper yeah. alive. Jeezy was terrible. <laughs> and he had to figure it the fuck out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And over time he honed his skill and his craft. And now we have him to where he is now, cemented his status as a legend, one of the best artists of the last 10, 12 years. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's like motherfuckers just be 
I had a young boy like that in my life that I was dealing with. He was just like, so, you know, I want to rap and I want to do this and this and that. I'm like, all right, well, where are your records at? Well, I don't have them yet. But, well, how the fuck are you going to get where you going? How, how are you going to get on? How are you going to, like, get from point A to B if you don't have the vehicle or you don't have gas in the car? You don't even have the vehicle to get you where the fuck you going. Yeah. Nor do you have a plan B. Like, how are you going to get there? Motherfuckers just want what they want with no plan of action on how they going to get there. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's crazy. Yeah. We can finish this conversation next week. Definitely. Uh is Rich still gonna be up here next week? Man, I don't know. He was he was <laughs> he up here throwing concerts and all types of shit and we'll see if we can find Rich. <laughs> like, uh Rod texted me again, said he's hammered. I'm <laughs> I'm so done with Rod now. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even responding to this shit. He's texting you. Rod probably like hammered off Saki. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a pitcher of rice wine, this good plum sake. I'm done. <laughs> Somebody, it's a, it's a small dude at my job, and uh, he's like super small. Okay, and he's like like John Small. Yeah. Okay. Right, grown man though, but he's like sixty, but he's just small. oh shit. And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, yo, last night, man, I got so drunk, and uh, my man, my man Cola was like, how many Zimas did you have? And I <laughs> fuck out. I ain't heard Zima in like 20 fucking years. Yo, Zima had the ill marketing scheme. Like, Zima was the it, shit. It was on TV. It was on Fox 29 yeah. heavy back in the day. But um, How many Zimas did you have? It's, it's Ron Chad's birthday, so Ron's out getting ripped. Chad's about to go finish getting ripped. I got to work tomorrow, so I holler at y'all. The, um, the realest podcast ever? Uh, Episode 50. We did 50 of these Jones, bro. We got it. And actually, we did 51 because we did two parts to the shit with AO and Nerd, but whatever. And, and we lost the episode fucking with Just. <laughs> we lost the episode. I was going to beat Just ass that night, bro. <laughs> it, was, it almost got dark for Just. <laughs> it it keeping it a bucket, it almost got dark for Just, man. But uh, Roots Picnic in two months. I got an idea for a guest. Really? Got an idea. Tell me when you get off here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to order my hair. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna get one of them. I'm probably gonna get one of them fake situations. <laughs> you need the uh, the burst fade. Yeah. No blonde though. Just the yeah. burst fade. The um. Anything? Nah, that's it, man. That's it. We out. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.